A bowl of cereal is actually so unhealthy that it's more healthy to eat a slice of pizza for breakfast. And I thought, great. So I've been healthy <laughs> for a really long time. But I've really been ahead of this curve. Frosted Flakes every morning, bro. Frosted Flakes. I eat one hard-boiled egg. It's the saddest way to start any day. <laughs> That's my well, breakfast. I feel day. like that sets your day up just to be nonstop hot farts. Like, <laughs> like the kind of farts where you creep around like the office, like the Grinch, trying to like find somewhere where no one's looking, so you can just light up the fucking room. <laughs> just slithered around the corner with your ass cheeks, just <laughs> reverberating. <laughs> just imagine the Grinch, but now instead of like trying to fuck with kids' Christmases by putting bad presents under the tree, he's yeah. just going in their houses and laying disgusting egg parts. Well, yeah, dude. Like, like, yeah, he's like waiting for someone to be about to walk into a room and then fart in that room, and then he leaves before they walk in. So they're like, "What?" He's opening mason jars and farting into them, and closing them back up. Do you think that works? Is there any way you could trap a fart in a jar? Anyone, like, there's got to be like someone who's tried it. Like some diehard Larry the Cable Guy fan has definitely done that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, like good, good them them good old boys, the ones that you know. Oh, fuck. Yeah, those ones. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I always like when Scott's going down like a rabbit hole, and we know he like last week <laughs> of the podcast, he's, he was like. He was talking about some group of people. I don't know. I forget which one he was trying to offend at the time. And he was like, he was like, you know, like the oh, he's like, you know, the guys at Wawa at like four thirty on Sunday. He goes, you know the type. Well, well, all right, let me stop. And we're like, no, 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 no. Actually, please keep going. Yeah, because they're all swamp. They're all swamp thing cousin fuckers who think like swamp thing cousin who think Applebee's is fancy, like. If you think Applebee's is fancy, I don't know what you think about immigration policy. Shut the fuck up. Like, everything else you have to say is no, non-consequential. It's, like, it's like 7.30 in the morning, but they have, like, a greasy mouth. Like, you know they haven't eaten yet today. It's like, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> it's so horrifyingly accurate. Yeah, yeah. Like, they look like they just ate a Wawa breakfast sandwich, but they're in line paying for a Wawa breakfast sandwich. He's like, what did you do? How did, how, did, how did this happen? <laughs> That's going to be my favorite new joke set up. Like, they look like they just got done going to town on a Homestyle roast beef sandwich from Arby's, but they're in line at Arby's to get a Homestyle roast beef sandwich. Yeah. That's like the call is coming from within the house moment for those kind of people. Like, But wait, they're in line to buy the sandwich. <laughs> Well, I'm already crying, so I guess it's as good as time as any to start the episode. All right. Fuck. Oh, man. How are you guys doing today? Uh, don't ask me. Derek and Scott with us as per usual. Welcome back to the Cynical Nerd. Uh, Derek, how's your how's your Sunday evening going? Uh, it's it's going great. I had some poo-poos this morning, but I got them out, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm cleared out now. Oh, I feel nice. like I got like a natural colonic, and I'm just ready to be here and, and do this. Was it a colonic or an enema? It's a very important distinction. I guess I don't know the difference, so I don't want to do the wrong thing. I, I don't either. I was banking on you telling me. 
<laughs> on the heels of that bad boys, Scott, how are you doing today? Uh, very much like Derek, I am hollow, but not in the sense that I pooped it all out. <laughs> it's just there's a there's a void of, of black, dark, nothing growing inside of me. Very much like very much like the uh, the antagonist of Neverending Story, the nothing, uh, and it lives it lives inside of me. It's kind of like when you were a little kid and you got one of those giant bunnies for Easter, like one of those giant bunnies you were so excited when you broke it up, it was hollow and you felt your heart sink. Yeah, that's that's just every waking moment of the of the doldrums we live in these days. Doing good, Chris. Doing great. <laughs> Speaking of black, dark nothings, our weekend review starts off with oh, another chat about Twitch. Okay. Next, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where you thought that was going. I don't know. But I, I might be more intrigued by <laughs> the corporate black hole that is Twitch has done it again. We had a story we entered into the news early this week where we talked about um, or where we were going to talk about this company called Monster Cat, which is a company that offers it's a record label and you can pay monthly. It's like six bucks a month for the gold status, I believe. And these are tracks that you can, you basically pay six bucks, six bucks a month for the ability to stream these tracks without getting slapped with the DMCA takedown. So it's actually kind of what we had been tossing around as something Twitch should do, like quit being a bitch, just, yeah. Give people either a paid tier option to stream music without worrying about the MCA or pay for it yourself because you make all the fucking money anyway. And that's what this company does. So they fill kind of a niche that I don't know if it's needed, but it definitely exists. So whatever, not mad at the company. Uh, however, they had a partnership set up that was announced with Twitch where if you paid uh, for a month of gold after the first month was up, you would be fast tracked to get your Twitch affiliate status. So that happened earlier this week. Yeah. And I think today we Ooh, found out that they they're are backpedaling. They are backpedaling. They surely we're, are. We're talking after... Josh Brolin and the Goonies, bro. You remember that scene with the fucking the sports <laughs> car? They are backpedaling. Yeah. Sorry, continue. After, <laughs> after what I'm sure was a magnificent shitstorm that was dumped on their heads from the internet as a whole, because I don't know anybody that was happy about it. I only knew two kinds of people. I saw indifferent and I saw angry. Uh, Derek, I don't know that we did. We didn't expect expand upon all of our uh views of this i don't think in chat like how did you feel about this decision and, and ultimately the backpedal that happened uh so okay it, it, you know in two parts i think that the initial announcement that you could essentially pay like a monthly fee to like automatically be affiliate was uh was goofy i think that twitch in a lot of ways um is you know using the easter bunny thing uh hollow and useless corporation is getting to that point anyway um there's just a lot of stuff that you have to do like you have to pay in order to interact so like it's cool because oh you can make your own you know emotes and whatnot but you, you have to expect that people will either spend their real life money on bits to have access to them or to you know sub to you to get your your um subscription emotes um it almost like anytime someone comes in and they sub to my channel, like my initial thing is, of course, that I'm grateful. But immediately afterwards, I almost want to apologize because I think it's just goofy that you have to like pay money to have that same interaction. That was just sort of a base level of of content for, you know, on Mixer. Right. Um, so when they announced that they were now like. You could pay six dollars a month to automatically become affiliate. I don't even really understand how that would work, because whether you have the viewers or not is really what it comes down to. Like people actually, the idea is that by the time you get to partner, you, you have, uh, or affiliate rather, you have uh, enough of a following of people who do want to subscribe to your channel and get that extra content. So I didn't really get it to begin with, but it just seemed like cheap. It just seemed like another way 
to just filch money out of both uh, content creators and the people who show up for it. Um, right. I, I, I totally get why they backtracked on it. Why wouldn't you? Nobody, like you said, there were either two types of people were either people who were like mad about it uh, and people who were just like, okay, whatever. Uh, nobody was really for it. So I think it was the right move for them to back out of it. But I mean, it, it's just the newest thing in a long chain of just weird, <laughs> just weird decisions that they're making. And that's going to derail my entire ability to form <laughs> sentences. So that's, I'm just going to end it right there. <laughs> Very good, Scott. How do you feel about it? Uh, <clears throat> is it like that dog in your picture? Uh, audio listeners, I apologize. You might want to jump on YouTube for this clip. Uh, I mean, chill for our YouTube channel. Oh, wait, wait, wait. If we're doing that, then I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hit Derek with this one. Oh, Oh, another no. one. <laughs> you're in the phone. You're being Reddit faced right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scott, you're a meme. Yeah, it's crazy. I've been, I've been working my entire life towards this. I'm, I'm so happy I'm to so... only be here. <laughs> speech, speech. speech. Uh, I mean, are you guys familiar with like the old Simpsons episodes, like back when it was kind of good? In an episode yes. where, like, where like Barney makes the art film, he's like, "Don't." Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. Like whenever someone comes to my channel and subs, I want to tell them that. Like, don't sub to me. I'm already fucking done with this horse shit. There's no, there's no point, man. Like you're like we talked about before how like how it's literally that you get a free uh, sub with Prime. It's essentially a- Amazon handing you like three dollars back out of your Prime subscription by the time they actually pay somebody. You know, they, they give you like a six dollar value and then give the streamer three, two to three dollars of that. Yeah. Uh, to, to me. And this is this might ruffle some feathers because I've seen a lot of people get affiliate and be really excited about it. To me, it's always been a fucking participation trophy. It's like yeah. it makes it makes no difference again because the, 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 you still have no access to anything that you would need to to improve your streams aside right. from allowing you to shill for Twitch and make them half of the money that you probably would would have get on your own through PayPal donations if they didn't have that service set up for you. Right. Um, this to me, like I get, I I think it it just would be. The reason I was I was mad about it isn't because I hold affiliate in some to some high standard, you know what I mean? And again, I'm a dick, might ruffle some feathers. It's pointless. It's useless. It's a way to get people who maybe otherwise wouldn't keep doing what they're doing, uh, because you know they're they're maybe uh, discouraged by the lack of of interaction they're having. They're discouraged they're not growing as quickly as they want to. It's to give them a beacon of hopes that they'll keep making whatever they can make for you as a business is what it really is. It's. It's essentially a freemium game for streamers. It's 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 always been pay to play. You know what I mean? Like you like, I don't know. It's I'm yeah. I'm I'm, ram- I'm rambling here, but the the point is that like to me, it's just this is exactly what we were talking about last week, where where companies and game and you know gaming companies are feeling that they can sell you everything. You know, like you can like you don't have to grind to level up your uh, your Apex Legends battle pass. You can just buy the first hundred levels for five dollars a level. Fuck it your parents credit card but it's the same thing like i i would I, I wouldn't see it being too far behind for them to allow like if, if this would have passed under the radar without any real like pushback i could have seen them doing that with partner or with you know being able to promote yourself and have yourself on the front page for x amount of money you know shit like that where it's like i mean that's least- what i mean it's it's such a weird gesture like the, the the fact that like the idea is you want subscribers uh you, you know you want people to subscribe to you, right? But if you're like starting off day one and you just pay for affiliate, you don't even have a fucking following to subscribe to you. So like, right. it's such a meaningless gesture. Yeah. So I, I get they went back on it and that's the point, but that's kind of the point I was trying to articulate and I couldn't really get out. It's like, 
what's the fucking point? It's just a badge. It's just like a title that's now on your stream. It means nothing, but they're still getting money out of you. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of felt the same way when I read it. Like, at first, you know, everybody was like, oh, this is bullshit and invalidates all these things. And, and, and my initial mental state was, like, apathy. Like, I just didn't give a fuck. Like, I know it's shitty, but, like, like you said, like, affiliate is so meaningless. It First off, affiliate shouldn't exist because, like, just at all. And I know I'm echoing points you guys have already made, so I'll make this real short. But affiliate is so fucking stupid. It's this arbitrary gate mechanism that doesn't need to exist, right? Like, you just give people emotes and the ability to get subscriptions. Why do you... What, like, the right now, Twitch is so fucked with people trying to be streamers that you have so little chance of actually making it anywhere on Twitch. Like, it's not like a mixer service or another small... I forget the name of the other small streaming service that someone was, was uh, shilling in, in chat the other day, but... You have so little chance already. Like, why is it affiliate even still a fucking thing on Twitch? Like, just give. It's not like it hurts them to make people do this. And uh, spoiler alert: you can give affiliate to yourself so fucking easily. Just go make three bullshit Twitch accounts and set them up on a laptop downstairs while you stream. Like, surprise! It's really not fucking hard. I, I the whole affiliate thing is so arbitrary that when I read this, I was like, well, like, who gives a shit? But then at the same time, I get it. Like, I don't. I guess I get it. I mean. I don't agree with it. Like Scott, kind of a dick here. Some people are really proud of getting affiliate status, and I get that. And yeah, it is something you have to achieve, but it's like the first step on a f fucking eighteen-step ladder. Like, <laughs> not not e not even, dude. Like, like in order to have partner, you need one hundred and fifty concurrent viewers over a thirty-day period, an average of one hundred and fifty. So you're uh, seventy-five. Se unless they unless they upped it, it was definitely seven. But even still, like seventy-five is ah, such a far a fucking cry. Oh yeah, yeah, three. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. All right, so it, technically, I was gonna say it would be it'd be you know the first step of a you know seventy five or whatever. It does it doesn't make a difference. The point the point is like it's it's disingenuous, like the way they snuck it in there like that. Yeah. It's, it's unnecessary. It's it's like we said, it's an arbitrary title. Uh, right. it, it's them basically selling like selling it to you, just because people think pe they people get that and they think that it means they're gonna be partner someday. And the problem is like you said, saturation. Uh, I think the, some, the reason that some people, myself included, had more success and had more fun on other platforms is it's not as hyper competitive, but also the algorithms work slightly differently. You know, what I mean, like right. me, me being the streamer that I was on Twitch with the amount of followers I had on Twitch would never make to the front page of of, of Twitch, no matter how many people were watching me on an, on like an off day or something. I mean, I could I could somehow get hosted and have a thousand people watching me, but I still wouldn't be on the front page of Twitch because who the fuck am I? There's already a DJ that nobody knows who's playing on there for like 8,000 people. It's yeah, full. he's just been in fucking yeah. plates, dude. He's yeah, on there nothing. every day, that guy. What's yeah. he doing? <laughs> it might be different guys. I don't know. I, I don't. They might just switch out all the time. They, they might They might slither in and out farting like the Grinch as they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they might they like... just wear the... They wear the same fucking hat and the same shirt, and they just they just slip in and out every eight hours for a return shift to keep the channel running. If I had um, if I had a superpower, if I could be one of the X Men, my power would be to be able to displace my farts anywhere I wanted, so I could watch that stupid motherfucker, that smug copy paste EDM producer, smell my farts for hours live, like trying to figure out where it's coming from. Right, like he's in it, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck? He, like takes him out of it, and, like misses a beat. <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be like. Oh, it's I mean, I mean, he misses in here and made some eggy farts. <laughs> I mean, he misses a beat, but like his computer's doing all the heavy lifting, so no one notices. Like, right. Even, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's be real. It was, so, it was so produced that, like, I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Really. You couldn't miss a beat if you fucking tried. You're on that grid so hard. Yeah, for, first of all, like, if you're gonna show people that you have skills, you should probably have the cam facing 
your board and not the dance floor that no one's on but you. That's just weird. You're, dan- <laughs> you're dancing in your kitchen. I know what you're doing. It's weird. If you invited me to this party, if you invited me to a party at your house and I showed up and it was just you dancing in your kitchen by yourself, I would think you were a serial killer. Yet people line up by the thousands to watch this. And I can't imagine like what they're actually doing when this is on in the background. They haven't changed it yet. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then, so uh, just getting back to the monster cat thing, they, when they backpedaled, now it, now it's basically meaningless. Like the backpedal was, uh, well, okay, so you still need to achieve affiliate on your own. So now it's it's absolutely meaningless because you have to pay for a month of monster cat and then hit the affiliate <laughs> metrics on your own. They changed they changed the wording three stuff. times before they just deleted that entire section of their of their promotion. Yeah, it's fun. So wait, is it basically if you if you have the like fake affiliate, but you haven't met affiliate guidelines by the time that monthly subscription runs out, you would be like de-affiliated? Is that how? I mean, I know it's uh, gone now. Well, no. Almost, like, uh, the the way they had originally had worded it, it may have been like it said like fast track your path to affiliate, which is loose terminology. They could have meant like here are all the tools you need to get, affi-, but like you can get three fucking average viewers without having a fucking like a fucking five dollar a month subscription like <laughs> right 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 uh so it's yeah it's it was either just misleading uh misleading in the way they worded it or you know and like and somebody probably got fired for it or it was intentionally maliciously misleading hoping, yeah. hoping that they'd get that big jump of, of first month subscriptions i don't know yeah i mean the whole thing just feels dishonest and i mean that's the whole point like everything about the platform is so much more uh dishonest there's it's so much it's like tied up in all this like monetary value. It's just not about like being trying to be entertaining and, and wanting people to come in, you know, like you had on mixer, you had all the dumb little stickers and all right, like you could pay and get more, but you had like yeah, yeah, but nobody paid. or whatever at base. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it was fun. It's <laughs> like nobody paid to toss a beach ball around when you're still, you know I mean, yeah. like- <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. It's just, everything is so locked behind like actual real life money and watching ads. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a nightmare. And the problem is like, it seems like the platform itself is only going up, but it's really the only people benefiting, benefiting from it. Are people yeah. not even playing games, which we've talked about a number of times before, you know, the DJ titty streamers, yeah. whatever. It's like, it's not even really about gaming anymore. It's about advertisement. Right. It's, it's just, I don't they, know. they've been airing Thursday night football games on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Like wow, just to okay. give you an idea. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I've been getting alerts for yeah. them. I don't and- even fucking know why. One of the things that's the craziest to me, though, and I think I feel like we should like we we use the the phrase titty streamer. It sounds sexist, Uh, but there is a a big difference between uh, female streamers who are harassed and then people who actually are just taking a nap on cam for five hours. Like, oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what I was referring. Uh, Oh, Scott, you mean you you're talking down to the women who sell their bath water to basement dwellers on Twitch? No, actually my, my PC is cooled with, with uh, e-girl bathwater. E-girl bathwater? Yeah. E-girl bathwater. What yeah. a fucking thing. I, I, would, I, would, I would speak her name here, but she's kind of like Voldemort. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. You, can't, you can't speak... You Makes can't, it more real. Yeah, yeah you can't speak uh, power to evil like that. <laughs> what if it was like Beetlejuice, but every time you said it uh, three times, someone just, like out of cam, someone just dumped the bathwater on your head? Like just like a like a like a Nickelodeon like splat like it was always there. Too. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, like all right. just. All right, okay. Oh, all right. He's got an idea, okay. Derek. I can see it brewing. Here we go. Three of us, for some reason, are, are doing a triathlon, right? Or, or something. So, what, what's a what's a sport we could actually do? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I none. I don't triathlon. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we have a rousing game of ch- of of tennis going on. All right. 
We walk off the sure. court. We're like, I don't know who our fourth is. I guess it would be Jello. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be Jello. <laughs> it can't be Jello. <laughs> I would say Nick, but the game would never get started for converse, for conversation. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, for the sake for the sake of argument, uh, I'll let you guys be on the same team. I'll take Fitz because we know Fitz is going to hear this. We love you, Fitz. Yeah, we do. We, we, love you we very if, much. if I could play tennis with anybody. To whoop these two stupid sons of bitches into the dirt, it'd be you, Fiddle. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so we're playing tennis. Yeah, we're playing tennis. We get off the like, it's it's a long game. We play like five sets, which I think takes like seven and a half hours. We get off the yeah. <laughs> we get off the court. <laughs> we're absolutely. We're absolutely I don't know enough about tennis to like correct <laughs> yeah. you. So. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, well, because you seven play half, you, eight, you play yeah. for points, and you, I think you need like five out of like five out of. I don't know. You need a lot of points to win a set. You, you need some points. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. Um. Or I think it's sets and then matches. We play lots of matches, all right? Uh, we get off the court, we're drenched in sweat. Who's, what e-girl's bathwater would you reach for on the shelf to pour over your face like a bottle of Gatorade in those 90s commercials, Chris? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You no. Gotta, you I don't, so first off, I don't know enough e-girl's names to even, to even tell you this answer. Uh, legitimately, the one who we're talking about, the, guy, the person who like, filled their computer with it, I don't know that e-girl's name. So... I can't like answer. Schmel Pelpine, without actually saying it. Schmel Pelpine, we'll call her. Schmel Pelpine? <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what that is. I don't, know. I don't either. Yeah, I don't know who the real person is. <laughs> Del? Uh, Del Pelpine, the, the bathwater girl. Oh, okay. Okay. Del, okay. She stole yeah, her piss, too. Oh, no. That's, yeah. See, that, that's where it gets, I mean, well, it was already <laughs> weird, but that's where it gets, like, unsanitary. Yeah. Derek! Think of the mailman! for you! Think of the mailman who, like, has to deliver, and, like, you know the jar what probably wasn't, like, tight. You know, it probably leaked on other people's <laughs> a little bit on the hand. Oh, yeah, oh, God. yeah. yeah. <laughs> people are sending holiday cards for their loved ones. Like some some old lady sent like her seven year old grandson a birthday card. It's got Del Fap. What's her name? Del Fapine. Del- oh Del- yeah, yeah. Might as well be. Yeah, yeah. Palpatine. Yeah, got it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Has Del Palpatine's <laughs> piss all over it. Belpatine. Like, yeah, like it's a Garfield birthday card. Like happy seventh birthday, <laughs> soaked in Del Del Palpatine piss. It's not. <laughs> this isn't a world I want to live in, guys. You wonder why I'm so sad all the time. It's because everything's a fucking nightmare. It's all bad. It's it all piss all the way down. Yeah. Jar piss. Mm-hmm. You're giving Over me great segues brain. today. Uh, speaking of something that's not bad, our next piece of news is that uh, the long-standing back and forth debate about when Wonder Woman 1984 was actually going to fucking come out has been settled. Uh, it is now going to come out in theaters. And on HBO Max on Christmas Day at no extra charge to HBO Max subscribers. We just talked about this last week, talking about how we didn't think it would be a great idea for Warner Brothers because HBO Max is, what, 15 bucks a month and and they're not even charging anything extra. So while I might say, hey, could be a bad financial decision for them, I'm very happy about this. I get to watch Wonder Woman at no extra charge. Why, Why the fuck would I not be excited about that? Derek, how do you feel about this? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I. It's it doesn't again it, financially like for the the for Warner Brothers it seems weird that they would do it but I don't care because I get to benefit from it like I get to watch yeah. it with the service I already have. Um, upon reading the article earlier, I saw that like I think what's going on is essentially with like uh, with the coronavirus they, they, there's been so much shifting around of the release dates for all their like planned movies and even like. It's just the development cycle is so fucked up on so many things that they're just kind of like, like, all right, just pull the fucking trigger and release the movie. Like we have yeah. to get something out there and make some kind of money yeah. or people are going to start getting really mad. So 
Yeah. No, yeah, it's you know I actually uh, as much as I talk shit on superhero movies, I actually like the first Wonder Woman. So no, I I, I think it's cool. I, it makes no sense whatsoever to me why that would be their decision, but I'm okay with it. Whatever. Yeah, Scott, how about you? Neat. <laughs> that's that's neat. <laughs> cool. That's all I got. All encompassing. That's yeah. No, 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 we talked about it last week, and I, I already said everything I have to say. But what I will say is I watched the trailer again, and I think it's going to be really bad based on the fight choreography <laughs> I saw. Based on the fight choreography I saw where, like, Kristen Wiig jumps as, like, a half-cat lady. She's still not full-cat lady. She does, like, this weird, like, like Matrix weird Wachowski twist, and you're just like, that didn't give you any aerodynamic... Like, like it didn't help you at all. You didn't have any... What? Why? <laughs> you're just expending energy that you would need to, to land that first... It's dumb. It looks stupid. Yeah, but on the one hand, I'll give you Wonder Woman bad furry physics, and on the other hand, I'll give you Black Panther final fight physics, which were pretty equally bad. Yeah, but Black Panther was dope. Yeah, but the CGI was not. I, was I don't know bad. why. I didn't see a lot of people like getting on top of the Black Panther has shitty CGI train, but it was real bad in a lot of places. There's yeah. no point in bringing it up because it's not what we're talking about, but like, that final fight looks like a fucking joke. It looks like a cart, like a CGI cartoon I mean, where they have no budget. I don't, I don't have a problem so much with the CGI. Sorry, I just noticed the dog's face. <laughs> I don't know how I tuned it out for so long and I noticed it again. I don't have a problem so much with the actual CGI. It's just... YouTube exclusive. It's, it's like the, the fight choreography. Like, how did you do something that, that makes less sense when you can do anything now? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like it, to me, it's like... I, I can understand you having like some weird, rigid, stiff spin back when it was like like wire fighting in like the 90s for like Batman Forever or some shit. Like, even then, like, ugh, I don't I don't know. You know, you know my, my biggest problem with Wonder Woman 1984 is it's fear of the unknown. And it's the unknown of really? whether or not Kristen Wiig's cat lady is going to give me a mega rock hard boner or going to give me nightmares for weeks. You can yeah. never close that book again. Is, yeah. is Kristen Wiig's is Cheetah going to turn me into a furry and make me lose all my friends and family and hopes and dreams in life? <laughs> you got to move to they like find out my, yeah. when They're going to, they're going to, my, my wife's going to find like a, a, a tail butt plug in the mail and just abandon me. <laughs> Not just a tail butt plug, but also like adult diapers that you like oh, are very. No. Why are, do they go together all the time? I don't understand the correlation. It doesn't make any sense. I, I think I think the only correlation is that people who want to fuck animals are also sick fucks that want to poop their pants. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's okay, the. Fair. I think that's the only correlation between the two. That's that's fair. Yeah, uh, if you're if you're fucking animals, you might as well shit yourself. I mean, think about it for a second. Yeah. You kind of cross the line at that point. Just yeah. let that shit go right in the pants. Like no one's gonna be like, "Oh, and he shit himself." Ew! <laughs> like, like they're already they're already so grossed out. Like that's gonna be like, like of course, yeah, of course he shit himself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's either they're so grossed out that they didn't even have to hear the second part, or they're so into it that like, of course it's not gonna phase them because right. like, yeah, fuck it, of course he shit. Everybody like, wins. Let me eat it up. Oh no! <laughs> let me eat it up. Kevin spilled on the floor, chili office style. Oh no! <laughs> As bad as my week has been, that made it worse. Yeah, how did we get here? I'm, I'm, uh, surprise, eternal. I don't know how I'm trying to go right back into serious conversation. Surprise, you just, you just compared a diaper to Kellen's chili incident on the office. I want you to take a minute, and, and I want, I want you to. You made us all think of that, like sweeping <laughs> shit with your hands oh, yeah. into a fucking diaper. Poor Kevin, he worked on it all night. I want you to, I want you to sit here with your thoughts. I want you to marinate 
in, in your shit metaphor for just a minute. We have to make like a cynical nerd dunce cap where one of us just says something really fucking awful and has to sit with it for half the episode. I think, I think I'm wearing it all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably Scott's beanie. That's why it's just perpetually on. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I would not want to smell the top of your head. I got to be honest. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Derek. <laughs> over the like you're in high school like the high school vaulting team i feel like i feel like, I feel like, I feel like we, co- we covered last week that i wiped my ass i just need to make sure everyone knows i washed my hair <laughs> i wipe my own ass no I, I mean for those of you who might not have seen the youtube version of the podcast there have been several episodes where he's got his luscious locks out sometimes he's combing them you know sometimes mm-hmm, he's just mm-hmm. flowing like he's like he's thor odin's son thor burden's son uh okay so 1994 is coming out christmas day hbo Max, which is a lovely service. Thank you, HBO Max. Yeah, they really are, though. And, Just uh, killer, and, killer programming all around. I, I started watching Barry. I told you guys off chat. Yeah, Barry's so fucking good, right? I didn't watch it. It's good real great so yeah. far. I, I don't know the guy who, what the guy's name is who's got alopecia. says no hair, but I love him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. He, he's so fucking weird and hilarious, like, all the time. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the love every, Russian guy or whatever. Every scene, yeah. Chechi, yeah, every scene he's in is just, is just a fucking joy. Um. I am still somewhat optimistic about 1984 for one, one really big reason. And that, that's the trailers for the first movie looked goofy too. And like Derek, I still came away enjoying the movie. I didn't, I liked it more than I thought I would. I didn't think it was amazing, but I thought it was good. And I thought they did a really uh, good job of like making her a good person, but in a real earnest way, like the scenes, they like her saving the town and them saying like, thank you. It all had this real nice, like, Oh, she really likes helping people type thing. I don't know. It it just worked for me. <laughs> Some of the CGI was terrible and the the villain at the end of course was god awful, but that's most superhero movies. Yeah. Um I don't know. As long as CGI uh, furry syndrome isn't too bad, I I think the movie's going to be okay. But yeah, uh, if, if you can make if you can make that movie without peeling some chilies, man, you'll be fine. <laughs> just <laughs> but, but also uh, also just just to add to the very end of that you just said that your favorite thing about a superhero movie is that the superhero liked to help people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I generally like superheroes that help people. That's all of them. <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm just going to sit here and sulk now. All right. That's the best thing uh, since uh, Superman's weak to magic. That's. <laughs> oh. Dude, Scott's fucking reaction. We don't have time to get down to nostalgia lane right now, but that was. If you haven't been listening to all the podcasts and you're new here, please catch up. You got you got to catch up. Uh, moving I, on. It's just it's just I love how how infinitely optimistic you are about anything that's DC. Duh. <laughs> no, I'm optimistic about Marvel things too, and until they prove me otherwise, uh, I you know like like Justice League, right? I there's a couple moments in that movie that I liked, but overall I think the movie's pretty high fucking garbage, and I'm yeah. the first person to hold his hand up and admit that. Um, anyway. Uh, the next piece of news is about Stranger Things season four, which is yes. still happening. And we got an interesting announcement that Robert Robert England is set to uh, star in well, not star, but uh, been cast in season four. He will not be reprising his role as the dream demon himself. Instead, he will be playing Victor Creel, which is described as a disturbed and intimidating man. Surprise. who was imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital for a gruesome murder in the 50s. So. We know season four is taking place. Well, they're, they're kind of focusing mm-hmm. on like the eighties vibe of everything. Um, we don't really know a lot about season four besides the teaser that they, they released really, really early. Yeah. Where they revealed that uh, 
What's his face? Fucking Hopper. Jay Russian Hop- cat, Russian Captain America slash Hellboy. Uh, is now, yeah, Mister Fucking Hopper is uh, alive and in Russia, which is something we all figured because of the end of season uh, three. But now it's confirmed, and now we know that Robert England is joining the fucking cast. So, Scott, uh, I know you're a big horror fan, and just because of that fact and only that fact, I want you to go first. Okay. Uh, Robert is the king of cringe. You know what I mean? Like, he's in more bad horror movies than anyone else has ever been. That's a great way to put it. Including Kane Hodder, who has played Jason Voorhees, not only in Jason X, but Freddy vs. Jason, which is the biggest horror cringe fest of all time. Oh, it's real bad. Oh, no, it's so, it's great, though. It's so horror. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what makes it so watchable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, No, but it depends on how they use him. You know, if it's it's just one of those things where they're padding him and he's going to have, like, a, a reprising role for an episode two as another patient wherever Hopper's being held, Eh, like, all right, I'll take it. But I, I think it'd be interesting to see someone like him who actually can can act, but is very campy, very like kind of like uh, is he like kind of he everything about him is 80s. You know what I mean? When you think of 80s horror, you think 80s sci fi, like 80s gore, you think Robert England. Uh, so to, yeah, see, to see him maybe take on the role of an antagonist, someone who has a, maybe a larger role, I think could be really cool. But it could also be like the ultimate cheese fest. It could be the worst fucking decision they make. Uh, but I'll, I don't know, man. The, sh- the show ha- tends to like repeat itself every season, but just on a more gr- grandiose scale. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of been you know, I mean, it's it's good, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it, I think it could be cool as long as they they handle it right, and as long as they write him as a character that he can play. Uh, I, again, like he's he's it's a nice good, way to put it. Yeah, like he's he's good at what he does, but I don't know how how wide his range is. Is the nice way to say yeah. that? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, he's got he's got a real uh. You can get a signature with him at Comic Con every year, type of range. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and it's like five bucks. That feels way meaner than I free. wanted it to be. I mean, it was super mean. That's <laughs> it was really fucking mean. Like the way Daryl from Everybody has an autograph from that guy. Like the way Daryl from Walking Dead is at every single Comic Con. Like you're not doing anything else after Walking Dead's ever, bro. Just fucking chill. Chill as hard as you can. Make that money. I don't know, yeah, man. Derek, he's gonna he's, gonna he's gonna be in every game. What's his name? Produces from here on out. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. Kojima, yeah. that's my baby. That's my dad. My baby daddy. Derek, how do you feel about Robert Englund being in season four of Stranger Things? Uh, I, I like that they're continuing this trend of like getting actors from late 80s, early 90s and just hiring them because that's kind of the, you know, timeline of the show. Like they had care. I don't know how to say his name. Carrie Ells or something. The mayor from season three. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. And, you I know, forget, a bunch yeah. of other things too, but that's always what my mind goes to. Sean Astin, um, baby boy, Sean Astin. Sean Astin, exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I like really, I know Robert England has like this wide range of work, but I really only know him for, for um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's really all that I'm familiar with him. I know he's apparently Same. a really nice guy, really good dude. So, like, I'm happy to see him on board. But I have to agree with Scott that, like, the show. As, and I love the show. Like I'm not dogging the show. I enjoyed every season so far. It has to end soon because it's going to get old soon. It even kind of got old at some. The kids point. are getting old soon. The kids are getting old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like forty. They're older than me now. How'd that happen? <laughs> Somehow they skipped ahead. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, it's time to wrap it up soon because, like, even last season there were certain points. I was like, all right, we get it. And then it always seemed to redeem itself. Like it always had some good moment that made you kind of forget about that but that's that resource is going to run out soon yeah. they actually only intended for three seasons to ever be made of it but it was such a fucking hit that 
you know, obviously they're making more. But anyway, right. yeah, I'm excited for it. Cool. Uh, that the dog in Scott's background is reminding me of like the Demogorgon dog that was right. in the last season. <laughs> he's he's, he's blah, 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 blah. Uh, oh, the, the, I thought you meant you could hear Brody. I was like, yeah, he's old. He's no, he's, he's, he's doing he's doing old dog gonna die gonna die soon stuff. It's it's real sad. <laughs> oh, now he's sad for no reason. <laughs> God damn it. Uh. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, I mean, I kind of got the gist of it through your answers, how we've we've never discussed Stranger Things amongst ourselves. Uh, But now that I know that we all generally seem to like it, you know, I'm sure there are things we disliked any season. But I, I too, I uh, as your description of it, Scott, could not have been more accurate for me. It's like they kind of redo the same thing every season, but they're like. Oh, but the bad guy is bigger. Yeah, like, well, we have a bigger we have a bigger budget this season. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, the, the one thing that really has shined to me is, like, some of the relationships that have built over the series, like Dustin and Steve. Yeah. Like, I thought that, like, that was fucking incredible. Yeah, um, I agree. But, but you know, and, like, the, one of the greatest joys of that show is just watching a hopper punch everybody that he can't outsmart in the face for, like, oh, yeah, three he, seasons. It's just, he never learns to lie. He just, like, tries, waits 30 seconds, and just knocks somebody out for... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's... It's definitely like they're they're definitely doing the same thing again and again and again. Um, as long as they can find a fresh way to do it, I'm gonna be okay with it. I gotta be honest. Uh, I mean, yeah, and I'm happy to hear that like it, it's some of it is taking place in Russia because like all the spots with like all right, let's be honest, the way that they like caricaturize Russians is probably racist, <laughs> but it's hilarious. So I'm totally okay with it. I don't know, so man. Like- Alexi was best boy. <laughs> Alexi was best boy. That was my honey oh baby. no, Alexi. Yeah. Now we're all set. Yep rip yeah uh i mean the whole sh- for a show that's literally built on like nudging you with the fucking nostalgia stick constantly i'm really i can't fault a show built off of those fucking uh structures to for going back and kind of doing the same story over yeah. and over again and just kind of changing it a little bit it's like it's like a fucking nostalgiaception on that show i i will agree with scott i think one of the most enjoyable things for me is the relationships between a lot of the characters and I normally, I normally hate kid actors and almost universally and almost everything. And it's not like anything against kids. Uh, I just, you don't, they're you usually don't, not good fucking actors. You don't love Jake Lloyd's portrayal of Anakin Skywalker. That's a whole bag of fucking worms. <laughs> That's a whole bag of metachlorians that I'm not trying to get into I, right now. I think he was actually arrested for having a bag of methamphetamines, Chris, not metachlorians. <laughs> <laughs> also His, true story. That, that guy's can, life is over. Please, <laughs> please let it be true that the officer that arrested him was a Star Wars fan and was like, his methamphetamine count is off the charts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, yeah, so I, I like this. Real show. Star Wars uh, fans I, don't believe in meth- methamphetamines, Chris. Oh, but they, but they might be okay with an M count reference. <laughs> yeah, M count's okay, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. Uh, okay, I'm I'm also excited about this news, and uh, we're gonna move on. And I just say to- before we do, as soon as soon as I saw M, I I know we're just hinting towards it later in the episode, yeah. but as soon as I saw M count, I'm like, they're gonna fucking bring that up. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was my first thought. I thought of you guys. Just so you know. <laughs> that's that's that actually warms my heart. Uh, our next piece of news revolves around. The re- triumphant return, well, hopefully triumphant return, of fucking Deadpool 3. Uh, there are rumors, uh, they're actually reporting that they are, uh, deadlines, sorry, Justin Kroll is reporting, so it's actually somewhat of a legitimate source here, 
that uh, Ryan Reynolds is coming back for Deadpool 3. Not only are they talking about coming back for Deadpool 3, but that Disney is okay with it remaining an R-rated film, which was the huge concern most people had. Uh, it looks like Reynolds and Disney have tapped sisters Wendy and Lizzie Molyneux uh, to write Deadpool 3. So these two writers are people I've not heard of, but to give everyone a heads up, they are people who have worked on Bob's Burgers for several years now, and they have a new series coming out called The Great North on Fox in 2021. Uh, Bob's Burgers alone is enough to make me go, oh, okay, so they're funny, because I love that fucking show. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, this presumably means Deadpool is going to be integrated into the MCU, and I think, <clears throat> one, there is, a, there is a fantastically huge opportunity here for this movie to, to just fuck with everybody in the MCU in the best way possible for all the crossover and studio <clears throat> deals that have gone down and I'm pretty fucking excited about it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Scott is too. And based off of that, and once again, nothing else, I'd like you to go tell me how you feel about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Ryan Reynolds coming back is a no-brainer. There is no Deadpool without Ryan Reynolds, obviously. Uh, having him executive produce just makes sense. Uh, and also, what a, what a handsome man. Yeah, really. What a, what a, just I mean, great to look at. Just really. He's got the great... He's got the grays coming in. He might need to hop in the glory hole line behind yeah. our Timothy we're just, Oliphant. We're just, yeah. yeah, he's he's behind Tim though. He's definitely <laughs> well. Then where, so it's so it's Tim. Tim, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but we really had this is very important. That we settle the order of these gentlemen coming up for their dicks to get blown. You, uh, you, can, just, you can just drill more holes in the wall. That's, that's true. true. Oh, holy shit! There are three of us. Guys, I guys, wasn't. I mean, you know. have you guys never watched went, Tool Time? You guys never seen Tim the Toolman Taylor? <laughs> I didn't want to take liberties with your mouth, Scott, okay? I was trying to be accepting. Please, please never say that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, fine. I didn't want to tell you how to use your fuckhole. How's that? <laughs> That's not what it's called. <laughs> In this instance, it might be. <laughs> I, I hate this so much. <laughs> Does that mean we're cutting in the future? The, the, no, is there no more glory hole bits coming in future episodes? Don't tell me that. That's all I look forward to. I look forward to it every week. What new graying actor we're going to go down on. It's my favorite thing to discuss with you guys. Fuck all this nerd shit, right? Who dick you guys going to suck? I feel like Ryan's really good at manscaping, right? That's all. Creative with it, probably just like an exclamation point, right? Just like a strip with a dot. Blake Lively's got to be in such good hands. I love that Derek and I are just okay, just deep diving every week on this on this delicious set of sex. Scott, I'm sorry to interrupt. Where were you? Ah, I don't know. Ryan Reynolds is always, a, there is no Deadpool 3 without Ryan Reynolds, I think was the last thing I let you say without interjecting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't uh, I don't see them going full, like, full-on MCU. I think a lot of what made uh, the second one work so well is that he, like, was joking about how they had a bigger budget, but still couldn't get any cameos. Yeah, uh, I think I think we may see on a long enough timeline, depending on how the third movie is received and how, like, how they can work at a deal. I think we might see Deadpool taking the place of Stan Lee, making an appearance in every movie, dressed up in character. As maybe kind oh, of good call. maybe kind of like an homage to Stan, where he's like dressed as Stan, it dresses another character, something mm-hmm. along those lines. Uh, I don't see, I don't see him being a uh, a larger part of the MCU because he breaks the fourth wall too much, and those movies take themselves really seriously. 
Uh, I think he can coexist in that world and poke fun at it the same way he did, uh, you know, with all the Fox properties. Yeah. Uh, and I think we, we might see a cameo here or there, like a short a short term cameo from some of the bigger stars. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be this big, giant, you know, a big, giant crossover. I think they're going to be very minimalistic with it like they have been so far and kind of yeah. keep it its own self-contained little world. Cause that's that's a lot of the charm of it is that it is it is the Deadpool show. It's not about who else is in the movie. You know what right. I mean? Um, I mean, my only hopes and dream is that my only my all my hopes and dreams are that they spend all their CGI money on one sequence where he gets a hold of the the fucking time stone or the space stone. I forget which one lets you jump around, and he just teleports and fucks with all the other Marvel characters for like just like three minutes, and that's it. I mean, he, he already he, he already had uh, a Cable's fucking time travel device, so I mean, he, yeah. he could already. Do oh, that. that's that's yeah. true. Yeah, now, um, now that would make for one hell of an opener if the if the third would open with him doing what he was doing at the end of the second one, but now he has more properties to fuck with. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> like they make some fourth wall breaking reference to now he's got access to all these other properties, and they just start skipping around fucking the people. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. But, uh, but we, I mean, we, we, we could see, uh, and this is this is really kind of a long shot. But we know that that uh, Loki in the series is going to be being held by uh, what are they called? The fucking. Uh, like the, the, the oh, uh, there's people in charge of like the time stream. I forget what they're. Yeah, 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 like the the, yeah. the the stream time stream force. Whatever the fuck time cop. Yeah. yeah, time cops. Uh, when we could we could see something along the lines of that, where it's kind of like a bit where they even poke fun at Loki. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, because I, I it is kind of like it was always a thing in the old Deadpool comics where he would, he would go into the intergalactic MCU eventually. He became like a space merc. He was riding around on a ship. He was like bounty hunting in space for a long run. Of comic books that the one that started in ninety six, I think it went to like ninety nine or two thousand. But there was a good two year period of that series where he was in space, just fucking off, doing his own thing. Uh, so I mean, who knows? Whenever you like say years, like what year a, a, a specific comic started and like what it went until, I'm like, I ha- I don't have enough knowledge to dispute you, but I'm just like, is there someone out there that's like, fuck this guy? But he's just making this up. I'm just like <laughs> googling it right then and there. I'm just gonna trust that you know what you're talking. I mean, about, go, go ahead, go ahead and Google it, man. Uh, the, okay. the, the very first issue of that I don't want to break the veil the very first issue of that 96 run was <laughs> Deadpool versus the Abominable Snowman he makes a Fran Drescher reference and fights like 30 ninjas in it it was fucking awesome I remember again you could be making all this shit up but like with this specific character I'm like oh yeah of course he did yeah there's just no way to dispute I, it. I, I wish that I was just making all that shit up though, but I was like that good if you I was start doing it if sometimes. I was that good of a liar yeah. I'd be a mentalist I'd be, I'd be like, just, like John Edwards <laughs> telling, telling people like where their dead loved ones are like he hit all the money or something uh, I'm not oh. a good liar. Uh, before I ask Derek for his thoughts, you just Derek, you just brought something to to my memory from last week. We have a correction to make. Henry Cavill is not married to Gina Carano, and thank oh yes, fucking god, that that's not the case. Be off a harpy and suck Harvey. his cock if he was, huh? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Scott, <laughs> and I don't appreciate you taking liberties. I, I like I like how when you you guys get off on a tangent, you both just like feed each other. When I say something, <laughs> you both just dead silent, like. What's this guy talking about? <laughs> Pieces of shit. <laughs> well, you see, when it comes to most movies, you and I are always on the same page. And so I feel like with the, you know, at least with the blowing silver foxes joke. That's, I our, that's our common yeah. thread. Yeah. Well, you, realize, you, common, you realize that you too, common. Chris, are a silver fox. Are you going to suck your own dick? Uh, if I could, Scott. <laughs> confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, Derek, how do you feel about Deadpool 3? Uh... I, I'm a little worried, to be honest. I think that, like, with Deadpool in general, the movies themselves, like, as a, a movie that you're watching, but even, like, the ad campaign behind it, uh, you okay? No, he's, he's good. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> the ad campaign behind it, um, 
it's such a unique experience and this ability for a character to like break the fourth wall and look right at the camera and say this or that or like reference shit from <clears throat> like you know the logan movie doing better than deadpool one like it's such a um it's such a new thing it's such a unique thing that it's like when you talk about like a new team coming on of writers uh after the first two which both kind of hit it it's a little scary but I mean, having Ryan Reynolds as executive producer does kind of ease some of my stress a little bit because this has been his baby since day one. Right. Uh, since what was it called? Wolverine Origins or whatever. He always wanted to do it right. And it's something yeah. that he's put a lot of his own money down on. Yeah. Unless um, we forget Deadpool one was greenlit off of the back of a leaked CGI short that he yeah. helped make with his own money yeah. that showed off how he wanted Deadpool to look. So absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So him being there, it, obviously, you know, being producing is is comforting but having a new you know doing the shift from warner brothers to disney having new writers even though they are you know bob's burgers is obviously a hilarious show it's a little concerning uh you know disney has a lot of rules about things like it, it's a little concerning but am i going to go see it absolutely because i um expected the first two to be like, I was kind of on the fence with them. And then I saw them and both of them. I thought were fucking incredible. Oh, Scott's uh, got something. One more than two, but uh, you know, why, why don't you, uh, why don't you get yeah, what, 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 what do you got? What do you got? You just know, you just know that the intro to that movie is probably gonna be him riding all the theme park rides at Disney world or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, with the fucking great. mouse ears on his head. Just like what, what if, like what if they lean into it? You know what I mean? Like they, what if, they have to, that's what I mean. It's you heard it here first TCN exclusive. My concern, though, is that like Disney is so worried about their image, whereas like with Warner Brothers, they gave him a lot of liberties. Like he made fun of fucking uh, uh, or not Warner Brothers. uh, What am I trying to say? Fox. Fox. Yeah, Um, they 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 let him make fun of his character in a movie that they fucking made. Yeah, Um, I don't think Disney's going to let them do that kind of shit. That's the kind of stuff that concerns me. I think they're going to have to. I think like there's definitely be comments about Walt Disney being an anti-Semitic. He's going to get away with that. That's 100% going to be no in the script. No way, dude. That's what I mean. The, 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 there's no, the, th- the thing is, though, like, like, whether it's virtue signaling or not, whether you think that Disney is, is being disingenuous or being genuine, they have been, right, they, they have been uh, on the side of political correctness for a long time now. And part of that has been them, like, editing some of their old movies and redoing yeah. things and kind of, like, they, they, they haven't owned up in the way that maybe they should in a lot of cases, but... I think I think they're going to be in a position where they're going to they're going to read a script and know that they can't they can't like skip out. I mean, they they can't fucking bitch out on acknowledging what is part of their past. I mean, like, I'm not saying necessarily that that's going to be a giant bit, but I think anything that they write that that is in that script that's going to kill, they're going to have to let them do it. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like I kind of feel like if they. I kind of feel like they would let them do it, too. And my reasoning, my mental gymnastics, at least to make me think that this is actually true is like they know what Deadpool 1 and 2 were. So if they were okay with greenlighting it and Ryan Reynolds is okay with maybe any rules they gave him, then I, f- I feel like it's got to be like that, you know? Because I, I, I just feel like maybe he'll let me down. Who fucking knows? But I feel like Ryan Reynolds wouldn't, wouldn't be attached to the project if they weren't going to let him do it his way. So yeah. I just kind of feel like I'm not worried about it. I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm always optimistic, so it might be dog shit. Who fucking knows? The other thing is, I'm not saying that just, you know, if Disney doesn't allow them to make jokes making fun of Disney, that doesn't mean the movie's automatically going to be bad. Yeah. Right. I just liked the freedom of the first two. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that they give them that same kind of freedom. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
uh, Deadpool one was the highest grossing R rated movie until Logan. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I don't think two beat out Logan, but I mean, in any event, like that has to be some kind of like sign for them. Like maybe we should just let them do what they want to do. So that's what I mean. I'm kind of like back and forth. Like on one hand, of course the money's there and their ability to make a movie is there because they've done it already. Right. Um, but I'm just hoping that Disney gives them that leeway that Fox gave them. That's basically it. Me too. I mean, I think what we're going to see is with a lot of these R rated properties that they've acquired, they can't keep the squeaky clean family image perpetuating. You know what I mean? Like you can't make a predator that's not rated R. Like there's a new predator being penned currently. That's supposed to come out sometime in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Or supposed to start shooting in 2021 or something along those lines. Um, they they have a whole slew like they're you know they they own the properties to half half of the of the fucking world now and we can't expect all those things to be the same rose colored lenses that movies like The Lion King and Pocahontas are um, and I think I think we're gonna see them diversifying their content a lot more because they're not gonna have any choice but they're not gonna be able to keep these franchises they pay all this money afloat for if they take away all the things that made them charming and endearing and like built the fan base you know, yeah we, we saw it with Star Wars we saw them strip down a lot of what made Star Wars special and essentially make carbon copies. And the fan, the fan outrage was, is like, it's the backlash is bigger than anything we've ever seen in response to a fucking movie before. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. But the issue there is when you have a franchise that's big enough, no matter how you look at the star Wars and uh, the sequel trilogy and how people generally really don't like it. Those movies were successful. Like they made their money a a thousand fold. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, like sometimes you can get a franchise that's such a golden goose that it's like, you can do whatever the fuck you want and people are going to show up. I mean, right, people yeah. hated the last Jedi and yeah. they still went and saw rise of Skywalker. I did. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you have to, you're a star Wars fan. They yeah. know that right. they know that they have that power over you. Right. And so it almost doesn't matter what they, as long as they put the smallest amount of effort in people show up. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, but I also, I think like star Wars is one of those rare franchises where like it has that fan base that even the fans that hate it are undyingly loyal their hatred of it you know what i mean like people, oh, sure. people yeah. who've hated the prequel trilogies for 10 15 years now love those movies but hate the sequel trilogy it's just yeah. like <laughs> it's you know what i mean but like but when you look at predator predator doesn't have that kind of built-in fan base you know what i mean like yeah i see what you're saying so why would they buy it with that yeah right, I, right, I get it right get but it. But, yeah. it's, but it's also like if they make one more bad predator you know what i mean how many how many times are people going to show up for a predator when the one before it sucked you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Like, the I, amount of like uh, of give that people will allow for like a, a shitty predator yeah. movie, I think, is a much smaller. The amount of shit with. people will give for a yeah, predator they, movie at all is exponentially lower. <laughs> or the amount of shit they'll take. Yeah, like I mean, uh, Olivia Munn is is just wonderful. I love her in almost anything, but the, the amount of Fox stinkers they've thrown her in in the last five years is criminal. That poor fucking girl should be in a triple A lister, and between fucking, uh, what is it? fucking apocalypse age of apocalypse and and predator the predator her career is the titanic right now yeah and if it weren't for those giant titties it would be sinking all the way you know what i mean like she is beautiful but her eyes are too far apart it makes me feel like i'm looking at one of those images where you have to cross your eyes a little bit that's how i always feel when i look at her she's wonderful i'm not saying she's she's beautiful but there's something with the eyes your eyes are too far apart (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe it's your eyes Maybe yours are too close together, so hers look far apart. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. That's why she has horse eyes on the side of her head. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Did you, did you ever did you ever see Magic Mike before? No, no. I haven't seen Magic Mike. All right, well, but now I'm going. I'm to. sorry, I had a girlfriend in 2014. You fucking virgins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. 
I mean, clearly, clearly you both do all the cooms, uh, but <laughs> all of them, all the cooms, uh, but there's, we there's, account for a lot of cooms. there's a, there's a scene in the beginning of magic Mike where like, she's just topless. And it's almost like the director was like, Hey man, girlfriend brought you have some titties. <laughs> yeah. Well, it takes some. T- yeah. it takes some I didn't know that. Now I'm going to watch t- it. Take some titties. Sorry about all the dicks. You know, like it's <laughs> it's like that's how oh, I'm, I'm going to stick around for the dicks, too. I'm not just going to stick around. I'm not going to like see Olivia Munn's tits and then leave. Yeah, not me. None of them are silver foxes. I'm not interested. <laughs> that's, that's only because no that's only, that's only Matthew McConaughey dies his hair, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. I didn't need to know that fact. I just made it up. <laughs> I did that thing that Derek said should do more. <laughs> Uh, right before we cycle off of Deadpool 3, because holy shit, how did we get here? Uh, Tim, so the director is currently unknown. Tim Miller directed the first one. David Ledge yeah. directed the second one. Uh, David Ledge then went on to direct, I think, the third John Wick film, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken. I often am. Uh, but he, was, he did a good job with the action in the John Wick films. We, I do, we don't know at this time if he'll be back to do Deadpool 3. He's actually fairly in high demand now because he's been doing good action flicks. So... We'll he, he originally was a stunt director who, who turned director. That's right. And, yeah. and with the first one, uh, the first director, Tim Miller, was a VFX artist who turned director for yeah. the first film. So, yeah. you know, fuck it. Good on them. Uh, before and, we get. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I just like to say that whatever Fox at slash Disney does, I hope they keep these movies going because it's all TJ Miller has left. Yeah. They, yeah, didn't he? Oh leave, fuck! Um, I forgot about him. Yeah, he, he left Silicon Valley to do the Emoji Movie. You fucking moron! Is that a real story? Oh did, my did, god! Did your wow. age, like? Did your like? Like? Oh my god! Yeah, that yeah. guy needs a better agent. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. he really did. I, I, if I was I, his I agent, I would have had him. I would have had him committed. Down. Yeah. <laughs> you think Silicon about this for Valley thirty days, and you get back to me. <laughs> didn't he get into some some deep water? What did he do? He did, and I don't remember what it was. Me neither. But it was. He probably farted. He probably farted on a crowded bus or something. Cancel. No, I'm gonna Google it right. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it right now because it's probably something terrible. Yeah, you're gonna feel real bad. If you <laughs> I, I'm pretty awful. sure. I'm pretty sure it was pretty bad. T.J. Miller canceled. Oh, this is good. What do we What do we got? Drum roll. I'll insert a drum roll right here. Our uh, correspondent Scott in the field. Scott, tell say, us what's going on uh, with T.J. Miller. T- I mean, he looks stupid. <laughs> he looks. <laughs> Thanks, and back to you, Derek. He, he, looks like, he looks like the kind of guy that would smoke smoke spice incense to get high back in, like, 2012. <laughs> oh, that's... So oh, he definitely wore a shell necklace. Yeah. Sure. Like he, he's he, been to a couple Sublime Yeah, he had mad sick pooks. Uh, <laughs> Was a Sublime or a real big fish? Both? <laughs> okay, so... Uh, sexual sexual assault allegations. Oh, boy. He got me too huh? He referred to his accuser as a stalker from college with mental health issues. Okay. Uh, who believed his wife had stolen her life? Imagine that being an action movie where like your life was stolen by the poor bitch who's married to T.J. Miller. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> it's like double. Oh no! It's like this, she had enough. Yeah, it's like the sixth. It's like the sixth day. Where you're like, thank God I'm the clone. Fuck. <laughs> gotta suck. Gotta, gotta suck that guy's dick with his crimped curly pubic hair. Fucking. Oh piece of no. Shit. <laughs> Fuck T.J. Miller. It smells like it smells like blacklight posters and incense down here. I just want to get away. Yeah, he's the kind of guy. That, that, he's the kind of guy who uses hair gel in his pubes because he thinks it's fancy. That's the kind of guy. Uh, TJ Miller's no. the kind of guy who made all that money and still buys all your birthday and Christmas presents at Spencer's Gifts. That's who TJ Miller is. <laughs> Piece of shit. We've lost so we've lost so many good ones this year, and we still have TJ Miller. Darkest timeline. Right. Dumbest timeline. Dark, darkest fucking timeline <laughs> yeah. for sure. 
<laughs> we have one final topic to go into before we get to our main topics this week. We are flying and that this is, week. Look at us. We're doing. We're making pretty good we're time. We're getting better we're, at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, are, we are. We are getting better at this. We're getting better at not going off onto rants. I don't know, man. I thought about how T.G. Milton go fuck himself for like five minutes. I mean, I stand by it though. I think that's. I think that's a worthwhile rant. That's yeah, a good, it's you know, important. Need to know information. The fans, the friends we made along the way so far, all all sixty of you need to know what we think about T.J. Miller. Episode nine, get fucked, T.J. Miller. <laughs> yeah, or just like T.J. Miller, Ooh. don't listen. Just like that, so just in case he comes T- in, we don't want you here. T.J. Filler, you're right. Oh, got him. <laughs> Got him. As in, you uh, can okay. stand in for any other white man that's kind of funny, but not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, so right. Miller. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not a whole swath of like uh, int- people into one specific thing or like, you know. I mean, TJ Miller like, fans. Like, we're all doing like furries <laughs> or anime weebs or anything. It's just TJ Miller. Well, if there's it's any one person, if there's, we're talking about. if there's any anime weebs or furries left still listening to this podcast at this point, they are like masochists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, what I if mean, they listen to this and jerk off? You ever think about that? Like, like oh. their their butt plug has a knife on it. <laughs> oh no! Chris takes oh. away. Takes, <laughs> yeah. out of here. Oh no! Oh, is that is that is that gross, guys? Is that weird? <laughs> oh no! What's it like to be uncomfortable and just laugh it out of it? Laugh your way through it. <laughs> is this how you feel every time we talk about the slobbing on uh, silver hogs? No, no, I just have nothing added to the conversation. Slobbing on silver hogs. <laughs> Sounds like an 80s cock rock song, doesn't it? <laughs> like something cock Motley Crue would play. Yeah, yeah. Robin out silver. Robin out silver knobs. I feel like that's that is definitely uh was that Panther Band? Steel Panther? Oh, Steel Panther. It's got to be a Steel Panther song. If not, you should write them the lyrics nine, and mail them. Slobbing on silver knobs. Yeah. Um, our last topic for the week is related to our two primary topics this week. It's Ooh. about Star Wars. And there's a new book coming out called The Star Wars Archives, 1995 through 2005, the author of which is, his name is, uh, Ta- I'm, I'm fucking bad right now, Tashin, I literally just had it in front of me. His last name is Tashin. Uh, the book is coming out December 13th, 2020, and there are a lot of great pieces of information coming out of it. He's had a lot of direct conversations with George Lucas. We've learned two things. One of them makes me very sad because it didn't happen. And the other one is just an interesting piece of news. So we'll start off with the interesting piece of news and then lament the first piece of news. So the initial one is that when Lucas told 20th Century Fox he was making the story of how Anakin becomes Vader, they were as excited as anyone else. And then he dropped the fucking bomb on them that Anakin would be 10 years old in the first film. And 20th Century Fox freaked the fuck out and said, you're going to ruin the franchise. You're going to destroy everything. Uh, they were they told him he was making a film no one wanted to see. And then he, you know, would he would George Lucas said he would rather do something uh, rather do that than tell the same story over and over. And, uh, you know, to be fair, he still made a, a billion fucking dollars. So, like, how do you how do you guys feel about that piece of news before you get on to the one that makes me uber sad? Uh, Scott, we'll get, have you go first. Uh, I mean, as fascinating as the intricacies of intergalactic trade law are, I could have done without trade that. disputes. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Well, I mean. Same fucking like who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, mine, mine is a little long winded, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I agree with that like wholeheartedly. I think one of the great things about the Star Wars movies was that someone was there to rein Lucas in on the original trilogy and let him know when his ideas were a little over the top. I mean, he had Spielberg sitting riding shotgun for uh, Empire, which is one of the 
best ones, if not the best Star Wars movie ever made. Uh, yeah. As well as A New Hope. Now, with Jedi, Spielberg was off doing his Indiana Jones shit for a decent part of it, like pre-production and things like that, from, from my understanding. Uh, I don't have a timeline in front of me. But uh, that's why you get it gets kind of goofy with Jedi, with all the whole Ewok thing kind of going off on a tangent, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. it, it kind of changes tonally after Jabba's Palace entirely. Uh, a lot of that was in part to him just kind of, you know, just doing what he does, just creating but not having a larger vision for it, maybe, for that yeah. specific movie. Uh, with the original trilogy, we see that, you know what I mean? Like, it could have been about Vader's rise to the dark side or rise and fall to the dark side, but it, it should have been Obi-Wan's trilogy. It should have been the story of this, of this Jedi Master training a Padawan, uh, and it should have been about you know, the ultimate failure or what, what he considered to be the ultimate failure of Obi-Wan like that. That to me would have been a much more interesting story. We don't need to see Jake Lloyd in a Naboo fighter fighting in space. The pod racing was cool because it gave us the N64 game. Yeah, pod racing was sick and that game was legit. Yeah, that game was fucking sick. But like we didn't we didn't need, you know, like I, th- I think the biggest issue with Jake Lloyd was that he was a terrible actor, obviously, uh, but, yeah. but, but he was fucking 10 years Kid. old and, and the, the script shouldn't have put so much weight on him and had him had him, you know, like carry attempt to carry the emotional weight of the movie in so many scenes where like this kid like like he, he looks like he's lucky he can tie his fucking shoes you want him to like <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't know and he needs to tie his own shoes because sand gets everywhere <laughs> yeah, <he> oh, no. <laughs> i gotta snore at it derek i'm happy with that <laughs> uh yeah i mean before i have derek go all i would say is uh the most the most important thing that we could have lost to time had they not started off with Anakin being 10 is the real creepy scene where you realize that Anakin's like eight or nine and Padme's like 14 or 15. And you're like, Oh, okay. I don't need this scene, this weird scene in water shop where he's like making her a little angel necklace. And it's just creepy. He's just trying to fuck bro. Yeah. We like, we know you guys are going to fuck with the age difference at this age is way too creepy. So, like, please yeah, just scooch yeah. it along a bit. I feel like they spent too much time on trade disputes and not enough time on what the legal age of consent was on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. Uh, it's a lawless, uh, lawless hellscape. It, well, that's true. Uh, how do you feel about this particular tidbit? It's not really news. It's more like this little, it's just like a nice little behind the scenes conversation that happened. So I don't, this isn't the first time this has happened and it's embarrassing. I missed this in the doc, so I'm trying to read it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Kind of live here. I mean, it's, but we're, we're, literally all the important shit is in what I said earlier. Like, right. They, they, so we're, yeah. we're talking about basically like uh, th- revealing that the studio was not behind what George Lucas was. Yeah, they did. They thought he was going to ruin the fucking franchise by starting off with Anakin being 10 years old. I never minded that. I mean, it was it wasn't done well. Jake Lloyd was not the right actor to pick for that. Um, people gave him way more shit than he deserved for being a ten year old, yeah. uh, which is a discussion for another time. But um, I don't. Th- I I never really minded. People were like, "Well, we don't need to see Vader as a kid." I I didn't. I don't mind that as a concept. It was just the execution of it. Um, I'm one of these people that like I hated the prequels when they came out and I hated them for years after that. And now for whatever reason, I go back and watch them and I actually find that there are a lot of things about them that I like. That being said, episode one, there's not a whole lot to like in that. No, almost everyone like, skips one besides like Maul, the bro. mall fight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the second say, part. Of he's this. like one of the yeah, very, yeah. very dual the face. Dual the face is my favorite piece of star Wars music ever. Yeah. It also, really is like that moment. Is so pivotal. Character. I just loved Qui-Gon as a character. I Qui-Gon, thought he was a, yeah. 
people really blow him up and i don't get why that's another thing like people like oh episode one sucks but qui-gon was great i'm like all right so you like liam neeson is all you're well, saying he's the same actor in every movie that he's in well no like, same character Qui- right? qui-gon was one was not supposed to train anakin and did anyway he he kind of like was a rebel among like the, one of the first rebels in the sense that he kind of like did his own thing he didn't follow the council's rule of law right he was like he, you know he wasn't a great he Jedi. was a great wasn't he though i thought that that was like I written mean, in somewhere that uh, he was an actual great i mean Jedi. like it, it's never there's never been like confirmed in canon that they yeah. exist but he's as close as we've gotten to a visual representation of a great jedi on screen yeah um mostly because i don't think great jedi would ever be a term used in the star wars universe so yeah, like it's right. just kind of like that's how we talk about it yeah, you know what yeah. i mean right just us, us thirsty nerds hungry for info <laughs> thirsty nerds yeah. that's yeah, exactly how we right. feel about gray we've talked and, about it <laughs> <laughs> oh, bringing it back um no but but like that like the prequels i mean like the, i think i honestly think duel of the fates that battle with qui-gon obi-wan and darth maul is one of the best scenes in, in all of star wars like that that entire fight like yeah. obviously, obviously it's cutting around a lot we're getting cuts to jake lloyd in space who gives a fuck who right, gives right, a right. fuck uh but but that right there like that was that right there was essentially the battle for the soul of anakin happening yeah. on, on those on those fucking pillars like i mean it was, it was insane because you're watching like qui-gon who's this guy who's gonna train anakin his own way has his own plan he's not gonna be raised in this totar- to- sorry, to- totalitarian sorry to- totalitarian yeah, yeah. environment where he has to follow the rule of law and can't fall in love can't ac- can't access his emotions you know what i mean like it's no wonder that anakin became the person he was being raised in those conditions he suppressed yeah. everything that would have made him human and then you know lost control of, of his emotions with no one to talk to him about uh, so yeah. So, no, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm just, I was like, just like the way the way they named that song, "Duel of the Fates." It's literally about like what what the two end games could be for this universe, and how this moment right here decides what is going to happen forever in 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 the yeah. entire canon of Star Wars. And I always thought that yeah. was a really fucking cool thing that they did there. I, th- I thought it was like that was one thing that Lucas really fucking nailed. It's just w- the leading, the casting of Hayden Christensen was not strong. The casting of Jake Lloyd was not strong. I feel like everyone else did. A pretty believable job even talking to fucking cgi monsters yeah. you know what i mean like everyone yeah. everyone was more believable than hayden christensen was talking to a real person and it's just that that was the the shame of it. i don't know how lucas got the casting so wrong when he got it so perfect the first time around yeah so yeah like when, when, I, when i'm saying like when i go back and watch it now and find that there are things that i like about it what you're saying is kind of my point and i feel like most people feel this way about it and they just don't realize it because the, the dialogue is so laughable but that's the point. The writing, the actual like screenplay is bad. I mean, there's no way around that. The dialogue is unbelievable and terrible. But if you look at the actual like flow of the way that everything happens, it makes perfect sense. And it's a great story. Um, like if you it were to be told to you in better words with better dialogue, it would be incredible. Um, it's totally believable to me how you go from this innocent young kid into um you know basically him turning into vader at the end of episode three like everybody yeah. fucking lies to him everybody yeah. uses him he's he's been like uh gaslit and manipulated since he was 10 even his mom was just basically like all right yeah you can go get out obviously she wanted a better life for him but the point is like every connection that he has with anyone he ever comes across they just use him so like it makes perfect sense how someone like you know going through that could turn into a fascist fucking dictator yeah. in the original uh, trilogy. So I think and, like that that's I'm I'm wrapping it up. Basically like that's it. Like the dialogue is bad, but the flow of the characters them being where they are when they are, it all makes perfect sense actually. No, I I agree and and I you know, I didn't 
necessarily plan, although I guess I should have, for us this to turn into like a, a shilling for the prequels in some sense about like how they're better than you remember them. The, the fact of the matter is they were pretty bad and the dialogue is, is really bad and Lucas is not good at writing dialogue and it's one of his biggest weaknesses. I, th- I think one of the reasons the original trilogy did so well is because he had another voice to bounce off of. You know, he had Irvin Kirshner. He had these other directors uh, to work with that kind of were like tempered him a little bit. It's one of the reasons Empire Strikes Back was so great. He wasn't the director, right? He was, uh, Kirshner yeah. was. Um, but, you know, without without repeating basically all the same points that, that Derek just said, I think one of the reasons I'm able to look back at them with so much less hatred than I had back then was because you, if you realize what he's going for, it makes you appreciate the arc and the flow, like you said, of those characters a lot more. Like like you said, I mean, yeah, totally. And then we've in years since we've had Clone Wars and these things that help to flesh out their characters, if you've seen them um, in, in ways that Sorry. make it even more believable. Uh, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship is is wonderful in the Clone Wars. And Scott, I know you just started watching it. And, yeah, and again, yeah. can't can't stress it enough. I mean, it's a great show. Um, but you know, that leads me to my next point, which, and I agree, there's been huge speculation. It, it's pretty much like an understood point among star Wars diehards that had Qui-Gon lived, Anakin would have turned out fine, but because he was trained under the tutelage of Obi-Wan who, uh, still love him was much more strict to the current Jedi code, which was yeah. very, uh, totalitarian, very, very strict, even in their own sense of like, no love, no compassion, and had kind of because of the Jedi Council, they they put themselves in this bubble to where they couldn't even sense the evil that was coming their way. Um, it's really what what turned him down this path, and then ultimately ended up with him becoming Darth Vader. And it kind of goes into the other point, the other reveal from this book, which was that originally Lucas was going to have Maul be the villain over the course of all three of the prequel films, and I think. The fact that he got killed off was the single biggest fucking mistake that movie made. Like, yeah. sure, Jar Jar is a racist and they've stereotype. they've been it ever since. <laughs> and, well, that's because everyone understood immediately that they fucked up. Yeah. Like, the whole problem with the prequel trilogy is that Palpatine's the shadow guy, but there needs to be a villain that grows alongside the antagonist, uh, the protagonists. You need to have a, a, an antagonist, much like the original trilogy, where Darth Vader is facing off against Luke and you get these you get multiple interactions throughout the trilogy where both characters and their interactions together are so much uh expanded upon you just don't get that in the prequel trilogy because it's it's action figure villain after action figure villain you know and no one likes right fuck Count Dooku again his story makes sense if you read all the extra shit but like Count Dooku General Grievous like get get fucked like we should have had Maul and we should have had them have multiple confrontations and it would have made the ultimate battles with Obi-Wan and Darth Maul so much more meaningful. And there are literally videos, I'm almost done ranting, on the internet about how the prequel trilogy should have gone had Maul not been killed. And they're fucking great. And I, I really, I think it's the single biggest fucking mistake in the entire prequel trilogy was that Maul was killed off. <clears throat> uh, that and there's, there's a lot of pacing issues too. Like we get all these, extra, well, we, we get like a, third, yeah. a 30 minute pod racing segment. And we get 20 minutes of Anakin in space in, in episode one for no, like that nobody asked for, really. But then in in uh, Revenge of the Sith, Padme gives birth and dies and Anakin turns to the dark side in 20 minutes, kills Mace Windu. And everything just happens like it's a lightning. Yeah. It's like a lightning yeah. round. And it's like, dude, like, w- had we not spent the entire second movie 
doing a love story that like it is important, but you can tell you can tell that story in the heat of battle. You can tell that story in a lot of different ways where it's not just hyper focused, taking an hour of screen time that can be used to develop all the characters together or all the yeah. relationships or the stakes in this in this world. So to, I mean, right. to me, it was pacing in every single movie. Um, yeah. But again, there are there are things that every movie did extremely well that, and like that I found to be like really entertaining and charming when I go back and watch them. Yeah, I think that Lucas is really bad at directing scenes of dialogue, period. And oh, I think yeah. that he's especially bad when it's one on one. And so what we had in episode three was a lot of Anakin and Palpatine and a lot of those scenes that were supposed to like really get you to understand why he took this final descent into being Vader were just boring as fuck. Um, I think that really when you go back and you watch the original trilogy, you find that a lot of those flaws that people hold uh, the prequel trilogy accountable for, those things exist in the original trilogy too. Yeah. We're just weighing it against a different time period. So it's a little yeah. more palatable. Whereas in more modern day, that kind of shit you can't get away with. Right. Um, yeah. So that being said, I think like there are things he's good at and there are things he's really bad at. And mm -hmm. so like those heavy dialogue scenes just didn't fully show us the, you know, that final crash into just letting go of Anakin and becoming Vader. But again, like I said, I mean, all cards on the table at the end of the day, I enjoy them a lot more now because I think the actual ebb and flow of the story makes total sense. Fair. I agree. Um, that's the end of weekend review. Uh, Derek gets the BP. I do actually. Yeah. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I feel like Robert Downey Jr. in uh, that due date movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. What, you gotta take a pee-pee? Yes! You wanna, uh, you I'll take... Yeah, show for all our, uh, all our stuff? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, it's a lovely time to say, hey guys, we're The Cynical Nerd. And if you wanna find us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash The Cynical Nerd. You can catch us on Twitter at The Schmeg Nerd. Uh, if you wanna ask us questions, you can do hashtag AskDCN. Uh, or if we fuck something up, corrections, anything, the Gina Carano, Henry Cavill thing is a perfect example. Hashtag fuck TCN. Uh, we had our, our first first question uh, two weeks ago. We watched the lighthouse. I watched the lighthouse solely because of it. And, um, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's I, I, I do. I do have another retraction. Uh, OK. Uh, on, on one episode, we had we had talked about the Mandalorian or we were talking about the Mandalorian. And we had said something about uh, Obi-Wan potentially being alive on Tatooine. Obi-Wan has been dead for about 15 to 20 years at this point in time, I think. Oh, yeah, that was fucking dumb. That was me yeah. that said that. Yeah. Uh, well, I wasn't going to call. I wasn't going to call you out on it. I was just going to say that we had oh, no. uh, that we had made a mistake. We all of us had made a mistake and that uh, I was going to correct it. We know. We know. I appreciate you trying to share that burden with me. It was definitely all my dumb fucking brain. <laughs> like 100 percent me. Yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, it, it's weird because they talk about how newcomers to the Star Wars universe might be confused by timelines. Hey, it gets us sometimes, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are people who still insist that that this baby Yoda is actually Yoda, even though he's been dead for 15 years or 10 years at this point in time. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, this well, takes place five years after Jedi? probably six at this point. Yeah, the season two started. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're somewhere between five and 10 years after the, the Battle of Endor. Which means, yeah. which means Yoda would have been dead for at least a little bit before that. I don't know if it was a matter of days or weeks. I don't know, I don't know how long the events of, of Return of the Jedi take place over, if I'm being honest. Right. Um, that was fucked up, though, right? Luke shows up, watches his homie die, and then just bounces. Can you imagine if you came to my house to hang out, and I just died on the sofa and vanished in front of you? How the fuck yeah. would you explain that to everyone else that knew us? 
<laughs> well, well, the good thing about Yoda is he's been living alone the entire time. So the moral of the story that is just that makes it real sad. Someone. He died of seasonal depression. That makes it even worse. Seasonal depression, <laughs> dude. Yoda's on his deathbed. He's like, always oh, swampy on Dagobah. It is sad. That's, am I? That's, that's what's gonna happen one day, guys. I'm just gonna lay down under my under my my giant down comforter and vanish like Yoda. <laughs> Season, seasonal effective got him. He's gone. <laughs> Welcome back, Derek. Uh, actually, people, never mind. <laughs> you're going to say something awful? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you. How much time? We have, we have a lot of time left, right? We usually go till. Yeah, we're okay. We got like an hour okay. and 15, right? Till we have to usually stop. Go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I hate to I hate to do this, guys, but we, we had a conversation earlier today about uh, everyone who we've lost in 2020, right? Okay. Uh, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, Chadwick Bosman, uh, Alex Trebek. Who else? Help, help me out here. Anybody? John Connery. Sean Connery. Regis really Feldman. Regis Feldman. Regis. Uh, Peter Green, which, like, you know, I, I know, I know a lot of you guys out there are fake, are fake Fleetwood Mac fans because somebody wrote a skateboard at one point in time. But he was the bass player. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, he was a songwriter, guitarist. Uh, great guy. You know. Um, I mean, I, I would assume I didn't meet him. He was 73 when he died. We didn't have a lot in common. Um, <laughs> but but my point, my point is we've lost a lot of good ones, but we've also a lot of we've also lost a lot of shitty ones. You know what I mean? OK, not this year specifically. You don't hear about this enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, like, like for every celebrity that's passed away that we're like, we, we you know, like, God, like, I'm still getting over Carrie Fisher. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, but also like John Lennon's dead. So that's great. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, honestly. really. Like, like for every. For every celebrity we've lost that that we all miss dearly, there's one that like it's probably for the best that they're gone. Yeah, I mean, like, could you imagine like what an unbearable cunt John Lennon would be with social media if he was alive today? <laughs> oh, John, God. John Lennon was Kanye West before Kanye West was born. John Lennon is is <laughs> Kanye West for white people. He is fucking awful. I always think about shit like this, and it's really <laughs> fucked up to think about. But like, all right, Kurt Cobain, what happened to him is obviously a tragedy. I'm not going to touch on that not being a tragedy. It is. OK, yeah, yeah, okay. Of course, yeah. but let's just imagine but... an alternate timeline where he didn't do it. Right. OK, he's, he's alive. Oh, he's he, here. he toured with Green Day. Oh, <laughs> and he's doing like the halftime with the Super Bowl. He's playing oh. like covering Lenny Kravitz. He's overweight. Like, oh, God. I'm not saying I'm happy he's gone, but better that than the man, Elvis death, though. Like bloated on the toilet, sure. the bloated on the toilet death is the worst way to go. Uh, you know I mean, like, like the, Elvis the, Presley. Yeah, the 27 Club's a way better way to go than that, bro. You know what yeah, I mean? 100%. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, that's fuck. not even a, that's not even a joke. That's just a sad reality. Yeah, it's another cool thing. You know, I'm also glad Elvis is dead. Can I just say that? <laughs> yeah, I, I wish we could bring him back just so I could clog his arteries again <laughs> and so he could die all over again. Yeah, really, what an really though, really though, like, like. Like, can you imagine him like him like talking to his black friends like, "Hey, man, that thing you're doing is pretty cool. Can, you mind if I do that?" Like, yeah, yeah, man, go ahead. You're gonna give us credit for it, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And then that he's the fucking king of rock and roll. Yeah. Fuck no, you. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll, I'll write you in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell everybody out. where I learned it. You know what I mean? Like, you fucking. <laughs> he's like, show me how to play that riff you just played. And the guy's like, Nah, man, I don't, Elvis, I don't know about that. Elvis is the pinnacle of cultural appropriation, and I'm glad he's dead. But also, I'm glad the last 10 years of his life were excruciating and that he hated himself as much as I hate him. Uh, <laughs> nobody who's... The worst thing is someone showed him that riff and he's like, yeah, I think that's mine now. Get out of my fucking house. <laughs> it's that fucking gift. It's like, you made this? I made this. Yeah. He just fucking takes it. Piece of shit. Nobody who's eating uh, fried banana and bacon and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches has any self-love for themselves. 
in some cases that's unfortunate. In some cases, you should talk to somebody like a loved one or a therapist to get some help. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe go go grocery shopping, buy some real fucking food. Uh, unless right. you're Elvis Presley, in which case you you didn't die half as fast as you deserved. You piece. Of- Richie Valens doesn't get the <laughs> doesn't get to land the plane, but you do. Fuck you, Elvis. Uh, if shit. you have anything like in common with Elvis, you should not take heart medication. You should just keep eating the bacon, high sodium, high fat. Keto is the path up, for you if you are yeah. Can we start There's really enough people like you out there. So like it's you can go. You can die of heart failure. Can we start okay. spreading like fake news that Bear is the slayer? Like just don't take Bear, it will kill you. Like <laughs> I feel like I feel like with that kind of a, a great catchphrase, like everyone on Parlor would believe that the second you posted it. <laughs> I'm ready to I'm ready to I'm ready to believe, Scott. Okay. I want to, uh, I, I, want I have to, to ask, where did this topic spring from? Like what I was just thinking about what, a, what I was just thinking about what a cunt John Lennon is. I was honest. gonna say I noticed that someone just mentioned John Lennon earlier, and you've been stewing since then. <laughs> yeah, he's just been sitting. I fucking hate angry him. about it. Because what I was gonna think about, like, like he is he is the Kanye West before Kanye West was born. His album cover was him and his girlfriend that nobody fucking liked naked. The Ballad she of won. John and Yoko. And now and now this bitch goes around doing art performances where she just makes the sounds that seagulls make when they're starving to death in a Wendy's parking lot and it's high art. Fuck you. Yeah, she's a millionaire. It's not right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy that the guy that shot John Lennon just wouldn't shoot her too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> did you only have one bullet? You could have just gone in the apartment right up there. I feel Jesus like, Christ. I also feel, I also feel like if he would have shot her and left, let John Lennon live, it almost would have been better. You know well, what I mean? I mean cl- you know, clearly the CIA didn't pay the guy enough to kill both of them. Right, <laughs> right. right. Okay. Yeah. What's that fucking conspiracy theory? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Really I don't watch Info Wars, bro. I don't know. <laughs> well, there, some, there is a conspiracy theory, there right? Is. That the, yeah. the they paid him because he was doing like anti-war protests or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it was. And, and he like basically had everyone's ear, and he was saying like messages of peace while he was going home and beating his girlfriend. And yeah. Shit, but, I feel know. like I feel like it's more likely that someone just fucking couldn't stand him because he was an obnoxious prick, and they killed him. Yeah. Because <laughs> to all you conspiracy theorists out there, the world's actually actually is that boring. Uh, all your conspiracy theorists, uh, conspiracy I don't know, man. J- JFK was definitely assassinated by John Lennon because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> but- <laughs> you heard it here first, boys. Uh, okay, I-, I like how I didn't even I didn't even make that a statement you could argue with. I just stated a fact that you were like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, I didn't say anything. But but I but, but I said it like I was arguing something ridiculous that you would have to defend. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way to start any fucking point like I want you to say anything ridiculous from now on in that manner so we're forced to like defend to something that even you can't back up like that's what that's what you have to do to to beat people in arguments is you have to put the onus on the other person even though you're making the ridiculous claim mm-hmm. hands down mm-hmm. yeah that's 20 okay. baby <laughs> our main topics this week are both Star Wars related uh I'm not I'm not okay. I was gonna make general thoughts on both up front. I'm not gonna do that. We're gonna talk about the Mandalorian first. So the Mandalorian season two episode four came out this week. We're gonna do general thoughts on it. I went first last week because I was slobbing the knob of that fucking episode, just like Timothy Oliphant's knob. I'm not gonna go first this week. I want hmm, any meeny my Scott to go first and tell me oh, how he felt about it. Uh, I mean, it was fun. It was it was a good time. You know, it had it had a lot of the great. Uh, action set pieces that Star Wars movies are known for. Uh, I mean, Baby Yoda is always adorable. Dude, uh, fucking whole, oh, so adorable. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of cool seeing the gang back together again. Even you know what's her, what's her face? Uh, was it though? 
Gina Corrado Ravina Winrana. I I gotta tell you, <laughs> it was it. it was difficult a little bit to like. I didn't. I wasn't like turn it off, but I I was like, oh, just knowing how much. See that, that shitty her thoughts that, are. That's, like, that's oh. my thing. I, I was actively annoyed by seeing her too, but it made me mad at myself because everything is so politicized and polarized that I can't even enjoy Man. a fucking show without worrying about what someone whose opinions I don't give a fuck about said on the internet. That's a good way to and, put it. And it, ma- yeah. like, it makes me frustrated at myself, but also at her. Like again, freedom of speech is great. You should be able to say whatever the fuck you want, but not notwithstanding repercussions, obviously. But at the same time, couldn't you just shut the fuck up and make your money yeah. so I can enjoy you and enjoy the show that I've genuinely really been enjoying so far um having yeah, also i i kept waiting for her to make some joke about or yeah some joke making some comment about uh how the rodian kids don't have their own bathrooms or something really fucked up like that <laughs> like something really terrible Oof. because you know i don't know she's got garbage thoughts but you're right i should be able to separate that out and i like i said i i didn't i mean I'll, I'll put it i'll put it this way Everyone's Her character act- is well written in the show. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll, and it's small enough. I mean, like I said, like that's it, it's not like she's the main <laughs> character, right? You just have to deal with a, a, an episode every near every here and there where she's featured for, I'll, you know, a maximum of five minutes of screen time. <laughs> that's true. I'm gonna put it this way, okay? Everybody, fucking everybody, knew that Michael Jackson was molesting kids for like 20 years, and you motherfuckers still listen to Thriller at Halloween. Don't act like you don't. Everyone knew that R. Kelly pissed on some girl's face. This is like Chappelle's show skits. That's true. It's fucking 15 years old now. But you still bump shut up, don't you? Don't you? Yeah. You too. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's it's one of those things where like. I, I bump Thriller, but I don't think Michael Jackson molested any kids. This feels like a conversation for another oh. time, but I don't. I don't think he did. Really? I don't know why. That'd be a weird debate, but I think we're going to do it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> weird topic for Was Michael Jackson a kid diddler? Yeah, <laughs> I feel I like that's I feel like that's outside of our wheelhouse. Maybe we should just <laughs> that's bonus content, baby. But also, like my main my my main argument is look at him, just look at him. Oh, of course no. he, no, of course he did. did. <laughs> Diddler court. Yeah, uh, uh, an entire Bono episode. Who was? Who was not? Welcome to Diddler court. <laughs> Anyway. Judge Derek, Judge Derek presiding. I feel, no, I feel like, I, I, I feel like, I feel like we would have to take turns. Like one person would have to be the judge and be like the deciding person of whether or not that person was guilty, and the other two would have to be the def- like the attorneys. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, this is great. Yeah. The judge has to wear the stupid like the, the white curled. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I feel like it can't. Any- I feel like it can't just be about diddlers. It has to be like a wider scope of like. Anytime, anytime there's like keep coming back to just prosecute diddlers. (laughs) It's it's too dark, (laughs) but also like the darkest part is we never run out of content. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, this week we're back persecuting the 39th priest. Yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't even I wasn't even bringing (laughs) I wasn't even bringing like religious figures into it. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Scott, Derek, and I. You, we we wouldn't be able. We wouldn't be able to get any of those. We wouldn't be able to get any of those priests on the podcast though, because they change their IP addresses every couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> those VPNs only get you so far, man. Eventually, you cross the line to be. Oh god, that's 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 evil to say. Back to the episode. Uh, yeah. So oh yeah. Talking yeah. about um, being mostly enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, but but also like this kind of this also kind of reinforces a problem I've had so far with the season where everything everything is great. Like as far as the episode, everything has a flow to it. But it feels like they have to wrap everything up in such a neat, tiny little package by the end of the episode that, like, we miss out on opportunities for greater storytelling. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't need, I didn't need him to be done uh, 
you know, with, with this mission by the end of this episode. You know what I mean? So it, it feels like certain parts of almost every episode so far have been rushed through, with the exception of the first one, which I felt like really kind of kind of dragged. Uh, but it, it's this this need to have like everything wrapped up. Like, all right, we're back on our way to to the the final objective. But it, to me, it feels like you're playing Skyrim. Like you're gonna get sidetracked eight more times when you hit the fucking white run. There's like three delves and a dungeon on the way, bro. I know what's coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like to me, it, it would just if it, if it didn't feel this need to have a, a discerning end to every segment of the show, I feel like it would have a more natural ebb and flow. And I would even enjoy episodes like the Frog Lady where it didn't feel like it was just like begin like beginning, middle, ends, all in this neat little package that felt inconsequential. Yeah. Uh, and even with this episode, I kind of got that a little bit. Like I enjoyed the chase sequences. I enjoyed them sneaking in. I enjoyed like a lot of it, honestly, the aesthetic of the planet, like everything was really well done. Everything felt discernibly star Wars. Um, but again, I feel like it's, it's, it would do, it would do better on, on uh, a long format like this. If, if everything wasn't so singular, you know what I mean? Like if, if they could make an episode feel like, like a potential cliffhanger could have been like, you know, we don't know, like, if they're if they're gonna get away from the base, or we don't know what's gonna happen, or anything where it's not just at the end of every ep- at the end of every episode, I have to sit around and wonder what the fuck's gonna happen next week, because we don't have any we don't have any direction yet. You know what I mean? Like, oh, look, I know what's happening next week. I mean, we know what's happening next week, but at the same time, yeah. though, like, you know, what I mean, like, it's just it's it, it's one of those things where there's no there's nothing at stake at the end of every episode. And to me, that's a problem this season. At the end of every episode. I'm there's no stakes at the end of the, like by the time there's nothing for me to ponder over and worry about and wonder about and hypothesize at the end of the episode every week. And you know what I mean? Like in season one, I felt like it had more of that. There was more, there was more stuff going on, like great, more reveals, more so far this season. We've literally just been like trying to find a Jedi for four episodes. I disagree with that, it's, but uh, not on a grander scale, specifically with this episode, uh, because I thought they, they like, yeah, I, I one one I thought they did a great job of world building in this episode because we get to go back to a planet we saw in season one, and they've started to make Carl Weathers' character Gina Carano started to turn this planet around that was nothing but like scumbags, creeps, mercenaries. They show a fucking school, which was fantastic. That whole scene was great to me for world building. They're trying to they really turned the planet around. They introduced the schism between core worlds and outer worlds, where the New Republic is saying like. You know, there's a threat coming. We see it in the outer rim, but these core worlds don't fucking believe it, and it's going to be a problem. And then they also introduce uh, some extra shit that Moff Gideon is doing. Uh, spoiler alert: with the fucking the Death Troopers, which is a super hardcore nod to Star Wars Dark Forces, the video game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and great. this larger segment of like, oh my god, did they just make a fucking uh, Snoke reference or what might be a cloning reference in in what's yeah. going to start building towards the First Order? I thought this episode did a fantastic job of of world building and story pushing uh maybe not the entire episode definitely in the last you know five ten minutes of the episode uh to the point where I, you know i thought they yes the the major plot of this episode was wrapped up in a little bow at the end but i thought they introduced a bunch of threads that are dangling for the rest of the season to be you know i mean i'm not, I'm not discounting those i'm not saying that there wasn't a lot of interesting stuff in this episode but to me it's the same formula every episode so far this season show up in a town Talk to somebody. Find out where I got to go, what I got to do. Do it. Leave. Yeah, that's fair. That's and, totally fair. Yeah, and, and that's kind of like, I, I feel like I'm somewhere in between you guys. We're like, uh, on one hand, you know, we've talked about uh, with season one, how they kind of approached uh, storytelling from like an older perspective or, or uh, yeah. formatting from an older perspective. Whereas rather than having this overarching story happening over a season, 
you have self-contained uh, storylines within each episode. Um, but it feels like they don't know now which one of those they want to do a little bit. Like, so they, every episode is its own self-contained <clears> thing, but they always have one little like think of like, oh, that's the overarching thing. And it's kind of like, I'd rather them see, see them do like one or the other. I did. I actually loved this episode, by the way. Um, but it is kind of like you have this, they go to this base on, on the planet and they go in there. And obviously by the time the episode's done, everything's resolved. They blew it up. Mando's out of here. But it was like, I'm glad that they did the thing where they showed the clones, um, where they, he kind of knows what direction he has to go in now. But it was kind of like, it felt like they had to squeeze in so much into this two minute, like, oh, we have to pay, you know, tribute to our overarching storyline. It's almost like, well, then just do one, you know, like yeah. it doesn't have to be every single episode has to be a perfect circle, you know? Yeah. Um, it's almost like they wanted to do it in the beginning to challenge themselves to, to, to format in an older way. And it's, it kind of feels like sometimes they regret it with some of these episodes. Like, oh, well, now our, our big storyline is suffering a little bit. So I, I think I'm kind of like in between you guys on that one. Um, I, I rather like it, to be honest. I mean, uh, in the first season, and as Scott can attest to since you started watching it, like you said, it was this very serialized, very Clone Wars type of season where it's like, Stand, it's the first three episodes, the first two or three episodes, because he's getting a baby, are all kind of like a, a part one, two, three. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like a uh, standalone adventure, standalone adventure, standalone adventure, standalone. And until we get towards the end, where the last like two episodes kind of link together again. Right. And I liked that, but it wasn't what I ex necessarily expected out of the gate, mostly because the marketing was so secretive that we didn't know what to expect out of the gate. Uh, with this season, I, I kind of prefer the like, here's a new adventure. That also expands upon the larger thread. I, I, with the second episode, I think it was the spider one. I was disappointed that all that was, was a self-contained story solely because it felt like it, it, when it, when it's like that, sometimes it runs the risk of feeling like nothing but filler for me. Yeah. So yeah. the kind of mix of the two, I really enjoyed it. And I, I'm glad that uh, you both liked it. I mean, I didn't know what to expect because we, you know, we, for all you listeners, like we try not to talk about this stuff amongst ourselves. Besides, maybe going like, "Yeah, I liked it. Or yeah, I didn't." Or no, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, just so that the the conversation's fresh. I also uh, <laughs> surprise. I love this episode. I thought it was great. Uh, I mean, I thought some of the visuals were just fucking great. Like yeah. the stormtroopers <clears throat> on the fucking speeder bikes coming yeah, down the hill. Ah, oh, dude, and that yeah. re that wreck. Ooh. The, yeah, the I, fact I, that they didn't even come down clean and they got like two of them died. Yeah, like of course, of course, they can't even fucking shoot somebody down a straight hallway. How the fuck are they going to pilot these speeders flawlessly? You know what I mean, like these aren't their elites. What yeah. I liked about the action sequences in this episode that like I didn't like about the action sequences in the previous episode is that they let the shot go. Like, yeah, if you go back and watch um, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's episode. It's very quick cuts. Sometimes you have like six cuts in a span of like two seconds, which is nauseating. Um, Carl Weathers let these shots just sit. Like from the moment they dive off the thing, it goes, it hangs for like a good five, six seconds right up to yeah. that crash. It even goes beyond that crash. The shot keeps going, you know, past it. And then the other example that I fucking love was, well, two of them actually, was when uh, Mando, you know, shoots up on his jetpack and he kind of, the shot sits for a second and then he lands a stormtrooper shoots at him. He sort of jostled, shoot, you know, turns around and shoots at him. And then the other one, which was like, obviously this is all CGI, but it's one of my favorite things, favorite shots in this entire show was the very end when he's chasing, um, there's two TIE fighters left. He's yeah. chasing one straight up 
That was so I good. Think it's, I think there's only two cuts where he shoots the one, you see the air brakes come out, the scene pans, and we go around, and then right like when we get here, we see the last TIE fighter like come into focus. That was, was real so fucking good. Fucking good. And I feel like a more like juvenile director would ter- do that into like all these nauseating cuts like fucking I, yeah. over like 10 seconds. I thought it was so well done, a lot of the action in this, this episode. That's a great uh, sly little factoid that you slipped in there. This is Carl Weathers' first time directing an episode of The Mandalorian, and I wasn't... I don't know his directing background. I don't know anything else that he's done, to be honest with you. And I thought he did a fantastic job, especially with the action. And there was a lot in this episode, you know, between the, the taking over the base, which was a joy. Um, I really love jeans and a t-shirt guy in the back hallway there in that one scene. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, could, I, I couldn't see past Gina's giant veiny neck in that shot to even notice he was there. I mean, it was that, pretty, that, that, that vascular know. veiny fucking neck. Yeah, she's on some growth hormone. I'm telling you, she's got some tree branches like yeah. every limb. <laughs> just another. Yeah, uh, you know, taking over the base, the, the chase that we just talked about. The uh, I can't get over how much I love the fucking speeder bike chase. That part yeah. was so fucking great. Um, you know, them running back to base, the whole. You know, I'm just repeating points that we've all said at this point, but the the shot up and how he takes out the last two ties, it, the whole thing I just thought was really well done. And then on top of that, the the, the Dark Trooper uh, reference there, which again is a Star Wars Dark Forces video game reference that they're now bringing into canon. Yeah. Uh, these are not humanoids, and from all accounts, even though it's dark in that, it looks like Moff Gideon is bringing these. They're basic. They're robots. They're like a like a Phase Three. Like they're big, robots. bulky. Yeah, robots. Not robots, it's robots. Big, bulky, armored units. uh, Not really droidica style, but I don't know what they're going to look like because all we really got was just dark and glossy, so I (laughs) I don't fucking look like anything. Yeah. Dude, Dark Forces Uh, was fucking sick. That was like one of the best. It was really fucking fun. And to see that come in, it's such a good not... Dude, you can buy like the entire library on Steam for like 20 bucks. It's fucking crazy. Uh, to see that come in, it's such a nice nod to fans, and it's just a reminder that the showrunners, like Favreau and Filoni, they love Star Wars so much, and they're just like, it's like every episode, they're like, what can we, what can we bring back into the fold that's kind of lost to time in Star Wars canon? Um, <clears throat> I don't know about you guys, but that one fucking clone they paused on for a second looked an awful like, an awful lot like a Snoke. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it is. It could even be a precursor to him. But yeah. like, there's a big bulbous head and even like a scar in the middle of it. Yeah, I watched it like three times. You, you gotta wonder, uh, like, who are they cloning initially to have that ugly, fucked up face? Like, who did you clone? Where that was your, that was your base model? What, like, what were the what was it about that guy where you were like, yeah, lumpy Danny DeVito? Let's let's do that one a hundred times over. Lumpy Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> like even lumpier Danny yeah. DeVito. Uh, the whole bit with uh, baby baby Yodes just straight up ganking that guy's blue macaroons in class was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the call back to him then blue vomiting in the ship like d- dude was having a fucking ball on the ship when he spl- he was like, Woo! Yeah, he's like Woo! yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to make it clear that I didn't hate like I don't hate this episode. I'm not trying to sound like I'm being pessimistic. Like I genuinely liked the action of this. I like the story of it. My problem is just the overarching story. Yeah, uh, I'm actually with you on that too. Yeah. Like well, it, for all the things I liked about it, I, I kind of had the same. I'm like, are we doing a, a, yeah. a self-contained stories or are we doing an overarching? I, I kind of felt the yeah. same. Well, because because season one, like you said, Chris, like the first, I think it was the first two episodes were back to back the same story, like a continuation. Right. Not not necessarily a cliffhanger, but it was the same. It was the same situation split into two episodes. Same thing yeah. with with the closer, which I, th- I think the this episode seven and eight were kind of cl- like was kind of a cliffhanger there. Um. 
with that, we're not seeing any of that so far this season. Like half of the first season had like a uh, had kind of like a larger scale, like continuous plot thread going on. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we had the first two episodes that were the start of the story, and the last two that kind of like put like put a button on it and closed everything up. Right. Um, I thought we were going to start getting that after episode three, where you know, uh, where the the other Mandalorians show up, um, and I, I thought we were going to start seeing like maybe a hint towards a, a greater narrative that's even kind of reaches beyond uh, Baby yeah. Yoda and returning him to because he's probably he's probably just Yoda reincarnated, right? Metaclorians can like make someone pregnant, like someone like like a fucking a star probably shat him out or something. Like, like <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't even care where baby Yoda came from. I'm not even interested in the origin. Yeah. Like that, like that's, that's, I, uh, that's like my, the least I'm concerned with in this entire show. Honestly, I, I am weirdly looking forward to the reveal of the name of his species, just because no one's ever known what it is. And I, I want them to tell me, I don't know, man. There, there was another one named. There's Yet. no way after this amount of time that everybody's it's going to be. No. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, like, I, absolutely. we're gonna be like Bogelbops or something. <laughs> like, that's the fucking best. Yeah, thing. Yoda and Yad- Yoda and Yaddle, the Bodabops. Bo- Boggle farts. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, so overall, we liked it. Uh, yeah. A couple issues with the storytelling. I-, I can I can understand where you're coming from. I just disagree. I I, I just you know again, <laughs> Star Wars chill surprise. Uh, glad that you being said. Yeah, I own it proudly, you know, because the giant lightsaber. We've been through this before. I mean, you know. No, sh- show, you all the, show, show all the listeners your lightsaber again, Chris. Not that, well, we, we, that has we different connotations, Scott. Uh, uh, so we know next week, or at least we think very heavily, Ahsoka's going to be involved because it's Dave Filoni directing. And we've had this theory running since they announced that she was going to be in it. That and we And we found out the director's list per episode. She's probably making an appearance when he's directing because that's his baby. Uh, I can't wait. Just to warn everybody, I'm probably going to cry when I say, well, you guys want to watch it. It's okay. I'm not going to cry when I talk. About you should it, but... film yourself. Yeah, you, should be, you should be you that should... guy who like films yeah. himself watching it for his reaction. 100 percent. Like that, like that Maybe. guy, like that guy who watched uh, the last or the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. I- I'll film it. It'll and get then I'll judge how film. bad it is. <laughs> I'll film it and judge how poor it is. I'll, maybe I'll let you guys watch it, and then one of you will just steal it and fucking post it without my permission. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. Yeah, I, yeah. But I'm looking forward to next week so fucking much. They're going to Corvus. Same. Uh, and, and I, I happen to feel like I know where it feels like kind of disparate story threads, but we've talked about it before. I kind of feel like they're all going to coalesce with this kind. Of, maybe a fight between Ahsoka getting the dark back from Moff Gideon at the end of the season. Uh, maybe they're trying to reclaim Mandalore. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to say for like bigger threads going into season three versus what they're going to try and wrap up this season. But that being said, we have one final thing to talk about. And boy, howdy, did I fucking hate this with a passion I did not know I would hate it with. Uh, I'm very disappointed to announce that the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special was hot, hot corporate garbage. In the mm. worst sense, yeah, I completely soulless. Completely, oh, no. everything that looked uh, charming was in the trailer, and it was like thirty seconds worth of charm in yeah, forty-five all the good, fucking minutes. All the good jokes were in the trailer, which, like, I get. We've all seen a Seth Rogen movie before, but like, <laughs> oh, yeah, holy shit! I mean, maybe it's a spot of hope that says I'm not a complete chill for Disney because this thing, I. Unnecessary. It's so relieving to me. It's so relieving to hear that. Unnecessary like does not do the feeling justice that I felt about this. Like it was so far from. It lacked. It lacked all of the charm of a, another Lego, like a Lego movie or Lego Batman. There was no fucking life to it. Mm-hmm. It felt like 
What's an idea that can make us money? There, the moral of the story, which is supposed to be like the lighthearted, like emotional core, was dumb. It's the same shit that they that happens all the time. Which you is should like, be oh. friends, right? Like, yeah. The answer was right in front of you, yeah. and like. I don't know what to say about it. The, the, it wasn't canon, by the way. Thank fucking God. Although, they there's introduced n- one... There's no way it could have been. No, <laughs> it's not. It. I was like, there's no fucking way this is canon. There it, was one... It was a shitty idea. robot chicken. Yeah, no, it really was. It was, it was, it was if, they, if they limited robot chicken to PG, and uh, I it, don't know. It literally did some of the same jokes, where, like, where like yeah. the Emperor gets a gift from Vader. You know what I mean? Like, That's it, true. It, it literally was the same. some of the same jokes from Family Guy, Star Wars, something, something, Dark Side. They just made Robot Chicken for kids, basically. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Robot Chicken. Like, it was verbatim, some of them. Like, I'm watching it, like, yeah. I've seen this before, but it was funny the first time I saw it somewhere else. <laughs> it wasn't It just good. presented itself, like, it, it, I, I was hoping that they would have the humor of, like, the Lego movie or, like, the Lego Batman movie, but it was way more akin to, like, an episode of Ninjago. Or yeah! Whatever that yeah. Was called. Like, it, was it was just, bad. like, I've got it was little just low-hanging fruit. Like, there was no effort in any of the jokes. It's just, like, Almost like they're just like, oh, you guys are Star Wars fans, right? You have to laugh. Fuck you. Like, it was... Look at this yeah, pork. So... Look at this little pork. It's going to fall down. Like, yeah. yeah. Post it was like, not good. Post like, oh, I overcooked this turkey in the engine. Smorgadorp. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is my best Bill Hader impersonation. It's, yeah. it's, like, it's like that It's like that dude from uh, from Rick and Morty. Glory was like, like, have you ever done that before? No, first time. That's so weird. Why would he do that when he leaves? <laughs> it was like it's through all these things that like it was like a sitcom we've been watching for 15 years and we're supposed to know all these like fucking little idiosyncrasies. It just not, nothing landed for me. No, nothing that I didn't see in the trailer landed for me. And the yeah. stuff that landed in the trailer didn't land a second time. So I remember, it didn't. I, yeah, that, that was the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, the I remember funny in the trailer. I remember watching like, the trailer and, already. and, and laughing. Funny in the movie. I remember watching watching the trailer and laughing, and then hearing you do your like. Jake's double J like laughing harder yeah. at you doing your impression of them doing it than them doing it. Like when I saw yeah. it again, I was like, oh, Derek should have been the voice actor for this. <laughs> Both parts. <laughs> like really? Like it just the, the them not having the actual like you couldn't get those actual actors to deliver ten minutes of dialogue for your shitty fucking movie. They yeah. just pro- there's probably a reason you couldn't get them to with all your Dude, Dis- with all your reason. Disney money. I imagined that when we talked about it initially, that like way more VAs of the original uh, actors were were doing VA work. Like it was only like three people. Like it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, even I think that it was much. like Anthony Daniels and Billy D. Williams. And like, let's be fucking real. What else have they got going Mark, on right Mark, now? Yeah. Mark Hamill almost in t- exclusively does voice acting and didn't and do voice was- acting for this. <laughs> think about that. Well, because he was like holiday special. Oh, no fucking way. Not yeah. after the first one. It's just it's just great to see that that they're continuing the tradition of doing dog shit holiday specials that no one asked for or needed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't see I didn't see any any bounty hunters uh, that were introduced in this one though, so I, I don't th- I don't think we're in, we're getting our next hype train for no reason Boba Fett type character. Sick reference, yeah. Scott. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I forgot that Boba Fett was actually introduced in the holiday special. Yeah, yeah, and then and somehow remains just as unmiraculous throughout the, <laughs> the following movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're on the same fuck Boba Fett train because well, like, no, no, I mean like, like OG trilogy Boba Fett aesthetically, aesthetically he's I cool. really am too. I he's cool I, looking, and that's it. Yeah, and yeah, he has a cool but, voice. Yeah, but like his his books were fucking awesome. The, the, the yeah. yeah, like like him. There's like a a a story in in the the the, the Boba trip. What is it? Fucking the Slave One book they did where he's like fight. Yeah. He's like fighting IG eighty six seven eight. And eighty nine, and he kills all nice. of them by IG eighty eight. 
And, and he, nice. like it's it leads up to like that battle that Dash Rider had to have on Ord Mandel against the IGD, which is canon in Shadows of the Empire. Oh, shit, uh, yeah, you just yeah, some fucking yeah. knowledge. Yeah, 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 son. Uh, that's that's the reason there was only one. You I pulled out your veiny dick, and that's yeah. not quite graying yet, and you <laughs> threw it down on the table. Well, I mean, if it was graying, it'd be like throwing a stake in with a bunch of tigers around here. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> You thirsty boys. Derek, <laughs> hey, Derek, how many veins do you hope it has? <laughs> oh, man. Throwback I'm, I'm at the part of being COVID lonely where even you guys pretending to hit on me is flattering and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you're like, you're like blocking right like, now. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my dick. Any, any other person wants to have physical contact with me? That sounds wonderful. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's, it's funny. You want to call Sorry, Dad. No, it's okay. <laughs> what were you gonna say? It's probably a good one. It's gonna ask you what to cornrow my leg hair for me. <laughs> <laughs> we play some R. Kelly. I don't even you understand. You can braid but... my hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's a testament to how shitty the holiday special was that I'm out of things to say about it because Same, it was, me too. Yeah. It was so un underwhelming and bad in the worst ways that it's like it's just like eh, it just kind of meeked by and i like i turned to my wife after it was over and i was like uh that was kind of bad and she was like man i mean grayson my son probably would have liked it I'm like yeah if he's two years older and actually understood what he was watching but instead you know he's fucking off yeah, playing with play-doh the whole time by so. the time he's two years old he can sit him down and he can watch a real star wars movie and he'll enjoy that yeah that's true more. but that's what I, was, like really here's here's the final thing i have to say about it is that like it's so filled with Star Wars references that it was clear it's not for kids, it's for us. But all that humor, like nobody I think in it, our demographic or age is gonna think any of that's funny. So it's like, who was it really for? Like yeah, you loaded it with fan service. That's gonna make sense to nobody. I think it's for both who've seen them. I think it was an attempt for both that fell short. The, the fan service was meant to give the adults that are forced to watch this by their three-year-old children something to be like, oh cool, Max Rebo, I know who that is. You know, I mean, it was it was meant to give the older people who are going to be held hostage by this in the same way that par- <laughs> parents have been held hostage by Barney and the Wiggles and Lamb Chop and Dora. Yeah, the, the Wiggles are legit, bro. Yeah, fruit salad, man. Fucking slaps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they do Rattlin' Bog. I got I, I to be honest, like the children's shows have been forced to watch over the years for my friends who have kids. Is half the reason I'm pullout gang. That's really it. Like, if I if, if I knew that there was program out there, not good television. Yeah, like if I if I knew there was a song out there that wasn't about like what kind of fruit was in my fruit salad for twenty fucking minutes, or like my, my friends' kids had this one song that was about like making a cheese sandwich, listing all the ingredients, and it was not a catchy song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, imagine imagine having to hear that. I won't have to imagine it soon. I, I'm I'm on my way there. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be singing the cheese sa- sandwich song soon. I want to go to high schools and just tell kids all the things I've seen. <laughs> just be like, I'll, I'll be their abstinence program. Like, look at me. I fucked for 10 years and all the, all the, all the life is gone. Like I'm dead inside. Don't do it. Every, with every, Don't. with every coom, you lose a little bit of who you are, a little bit of your essence, a little bit of your soul. Don't do it. Don't do it. Meanwhile, Chris and I are going to be harmonizing the uh, fruit yeah. salad song. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I'll take the lower register. No, you have to take it. You get much lower voice than I do. Oh shit. I'll struggle with some of the high ones then. <laughs> All right, uh, I don't have anything else to rant about with the fucking Star Wars. I mean, it was garbage, right? It was really hot dumb. garbage. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, yeah. hot canned corporate garbage. Uh, the only moment that shown for me was oh, I lied. None of them did. <laughs> I got, I got fucking nothing. Um, I don't have. We, so we're out did, of topics. Did Diddler Court? Hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can pull up. I can pull up a, a fucking a background that's a, like a judge on a podium. I feel right like now. in order to have Diddler Court, we have to actually get the uh, the, the wig and like whoever's yeah. like the judge that week has to be in the makeup too, right? <laughs> like that one episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. What? Wait, what I, makeup? I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to wear the the powder. The powder. You got to powder. Oh, you got to do it. I don't. I don't. And, and I don't, it has I don't to be the same wig. So so like whoever's whoever's the, uh, Judge Diddler the next week. Oh no, uh uh-uh, no, not Judge Diddler. <laughs> uh, whoever's <laughs> Whoever's the judge in Diddler Court next week, it, it just they have to bring. Could, the could it be? Could it be S S Judge W? <laughs> I feel like Judge Diddler started as a pity laugh because I didn't understand it, and then I understood it, and then yeah. it was a genuine laugh. That's what that's what okay. happened there. I watched that transformation, and I was confused by it, but I'm glad I, I I'm glad like, I got the director's commentary on it. <laughs> I, I feel like Judge Diddler uh, beat uh, yeah, no, Judge, no, nope. judge Dread. Beats somebody too hard one time in Mega City One, and then gets accused of like touching a kid, and they call him Judge Diddler, and that's a moniker he has to fight off for years afterwards. That's the sequel trilogy for Judge Dredd. Was there? A, ooh, I don't know. Like, call- Judge Dredd too. I wasn't a diddler. <laughs> uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Do we have anything else to talk about this week? You guys have any topics? Nothing. Cool. Okay. We still hit our two hour mark. Well, I mean, I have, we're good. I, I, I have things. Feel. I have things, but I don't think you want to hear them. <laughs> I'm okay ex- expanding upon the Judge Diddler. <laughs> We're not calling it that. No, no. no. But, but for purposes of... You can't call it Diddler reference. Court either, though, because like that's just too much. Yeah, okay. but Judge Diddler implies that the judge is the Diddler. Right. It was just so, it was just so you know, catchy, it stuck. Uh, Diddler Court, whatever we end up calling it, I'm okay with this concept because I think it's fucking... Hilarious! I think we're gonna get in trouble immediately. Yeah, Yeah. we're gonna get in trouble right away. There's gonna be be a lot of cuts after those uh, (laughs) episodes for sure. There's no way we can do that. (laughs) There's no no way. You build my hopes up and you're ripping them down. Okay. Well, very very much like the diddlers around the world. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) No, go ahead. (laughs) Just get it out now. Just get it. You gotta. No, that's how the diddlers got in trouble. (laughs) Not doing that. Ah, fuck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> once again, you can find us so, on Facebook. Oh, no, go ahead. So sim- Simps for Satan, right? <laughs> right. Simps for Satan. Yeah. Okay. You guys, uh, you guys ever dated a girl who was into some ridiculous shit, but you were, on, you were in the middle of such a long dry spell that you just tolerated all of her nonsense? Yes. Continue. Yeah. All right, well, I touched on how I, how I hung out with a girl who was in astrology hell. Uh, and it didn't go well because I called my mom at one in the morning to find out where I was born and what time. Right. Um, but I feel like I feel like I've done. I've, it's been a recurring pattern in my life where I've put up with a lot of, of nonsense. Like I've I've gone up with girls who like own crystals and burn sage to like smudge the house. Oof. And like yeah, yeah. right. You, have, has anyone else? Anybody else here listening? Anybody? Yeah. No. Have you Have you ever spitefully followed around following a smudging and just farted in every room you can? <laughs> I. No, no. If we say they haven't, but continue. Okay. Well, not that. No, never mind then. Never mind. You're like you're like Dark Scott tonight. I love it. You're like remember when you fight Dark Link? Yeah. It's yeah. just like you're yourself, but you have red eyes and everything's black. It's excellent. I love yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm drinking tequila again for the first time in a while. Oh, that, that's the key right there. Yeah, that's that's what does it. Um, <laughs> no, but like, but like, where's the where's the line at though? Like, like, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of weird shit out there, man. Like, like I, I dated a girl. Well. Ooh, I don't even want to tell that story. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> we backpedal. We backpedal like fucking <laughs> Goonie style again. Uh, okay. 
Well, no, no, like there's, there's people out there that are in some, some weird shit, man. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not trying to be t- handcuffed to a bed while you're drawing a pentagram with ketchup on my stomach. You know what I mean? Like Jesus fucking Christ. How how much shit can you tolerate and still maintain your integrity? Like depending on how hot the girl is, is the question. Is it is it like is it like is it like the hot crazy scale? That's, like, that's the variable. Like yeah, how, yeah. How hot the girl is yeah. is how much ketchup you're willing to have yeah. on your chest. Yeah. It's really. It has to be direct. I mean, it's not ketchup, but like I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying to tell a story of what happened to me without actually telling the story of what happened to me. Because it's, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what one time? One time I went out on a date with this girl that I met on Tinder, as you do, okay. uh, and uh, she was the kind of girl who showed up to the bar wearing a butt plug. And didn't tell me until we were halfway through the second round of drinks. Ooh, and then, okay. I, then, I, then a little light bulb went off. Like, oh, that's why she's been rocking back and forth in her chair the whole time. <laughs> Ooh, okay, shifting. I, I thought she, I thought she was just on maybe some weird vertigo medicine or something. Wow, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, bro, she was just I, unstable. Yeah, yeah, on or something. Uh, <laughs> so, so you know, think, th- you know, I mean, she dropped the bombshell on me, so. I couldn't let this poor girl walk around all night with this thing in her butt. I had to, I had to, I had to help her get it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, we get, so we get back to my place. Things are going really well. We start having sex, and then she starts. Then she starts talking dirty. Oh, okay. In the form of a question. Oh no! That can always go one of two ways. How good do you fuck me? <laughs> How much do you fill me up? Did she Alex Trebek you? Yeah, it was like she was a, a slutty contestant on Jeopardy. It was fucking weird. Yeah. Did she have an almost passable European accent? Is no, that- no, 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 no. What? By Jeopardy, I clearly meant Barry. I'm sorry, say that again. I said, did, she, did she have a Chechen accent? Was it like on Barry? No, no, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Question: Would that have made it better or worse for you? Uh, I mean, like, if, if there was a weird, like, if there was a, a language barrier, it makes sense why she was talking wrong. But like, it was just I was so distracted by it that I, I couldn't even finish. I had to spit on her back and pretend I was done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we end every episode on a sex story from Scott? No, just yeah. be- <laughs> this is one of those things that I'm gonna listen to back and immediately regret saying. But tequila, I'm happy. That makes it better for me. <laughs> Tequila. Yeah. All right. So I just want to put a PSA PSA out there that if you're talking dirty, do it right. You know what I mean? You you don't you don't have to be overly aggressive. No guy wants you slamming your face into his dick like you're Bam Bam with a fucking club from the Flintstones. Relax. Take it easy. Call me a fat little girl. That's what brings (laughs) you. Just just do it. Yeah. Just Mm. could yo? Can you can you tell you tell the pegging thing? Yeah, no, I, I, I'd be happy to. I actually have two announcements for our listeners. Uh, two announcements. You guys already know. We've discussed this. Uh, one is that me and my very beautiful girlfriend, who I'm very happy with, we're having a kid. So June 21st, we're going to have a little baby, a little tiny baby. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, the other announcement is that um, earlier today, she said that she would buy me a new graphics card if I let her fuck me in the ass with a dildo strapped to her body. <laughs> so those are the two things sort of just in one. We're having a kid. Wonderful, right? <laughs> and as long as I let her fuck me in the ass, she's going to get me a graphics card that I want. So she's also wonderful. 
<laughs> also good. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little tainted. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be a lot of taint. Yeah. There's a lot uh, to traverse there. I've heard tales of your poops, and I feel like she is a very brave person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be rough. It's it's. The... <laughs> Do you, question: well, Do you want her to, or do you not want her to pull on your man button real hard while she does it? Uh, I feel like it's kind of like when in Rome, right? Like once you're in there, you might as well just really like she might as well spit on my back and call me a fat little girl at that point. It's like let's just, just maybe I'll get a good hard come out of this, right? <laughs> We're getting a thirty-eight out of it and a baby. Come on now. Oh yeah. I don't have any good. I love you. Like thirty, I'm reading a thirty eighty and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> also a baby. I'm more excited about that one. I swear. And, and your girlfriend's going to be very happy, just on all fronts. Hopefully. <laughs> what? Wow! I have to posit this. What if she does this and she pegs you, Peggy Hill style, and then she's okay. disappointed in the experience? Like what? Well, if she- not oh, yeah. happy with what happened. Yeah, what if she stares down at your barely, your burly, pale male ass? Like, none of us have attractive butts. Let's be honest here. None of our butts are like are going to be doing anything for fucking. I, I can't think of an underwear Anybody. company. Fruit of the Loom. That, that's how old I am. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. no uh, yeah, it may be uh, 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 not very rewarding experience for her, but I can guarantee it's not going to be for me <laughs> until I get that thirty eighty. So. <laughs> yeah, hey, right. remember the time we saw Phil's butt when we were younger and we just got real depressed. <laughs> His hairy, tiny butt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're getting to way too personal. It's probably time to, it's probably yeah, time to wrap this up. Time to wrap this up. Uh, Derek, thanks for sharing. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. I'm happy to share anything God, and God everything. Thanks. thanks for letting us know that uh, you had dated some. Well, didn't date. You banged someone who had a condiment fetish that <laughs> drew a fucking pentagram. Oh, no, no, no. Ketchup. No, it wasn't ketchup. Uh, what was it? I don't want to say. <laughs> Oh, that's part two, baby. You got to tune in next week. Coming up next week. We got to keep coming back. (laughs) All right. Uh, You can find us once again, facebook.com slash the cynical nerd. You can tweet at us at the Schmeg nerd. Please follow us. If you have a question for us, it's hashtag ask TCN. If you want to ask Scott specifically about more questions, uh, please please come find us. Scott, what do you you have to add in? Because it looks like a good one. I I was just going to fuck with you. I was like, I I was no. No, come on! You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Now. I, was, I was, I was thinking in my head, like, like if there was any way I could make like a fake scar of a pentagram across my entire chest and convince you somehow that she had done it with a knife. Oh, no. <laughs> that would make the story so much darker. I know, but I would have to like, I have to like, and cooler, su- super glue like little little pieces of circus peanuts all around my chest. <laughs> it looks like I have raised skin. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, she did a number on me, but man, <laughs> we're, we were listening to Marilyn Manson the whole time, fucking cranking one out. <laughs> She turned into Robert England from Nightmare on Elm Street. She just carved it in with those fucking hey, knife gloves. Hey, there's a grain actor you guys can suck the dick of. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fucking ghost. Super Your weird. excitement at that was so great. <laughs> oh, another grain actor you can suck the dick of. Write that down. Hey, guys. A uh, uh, glory hole submission for you. <laughs> oh, my God. What if, what if people wrote in and it was just all glory hole submissions? Oh, that's actually a great idea. Uh, gray <laughs> actor, glory hole submission. Yeah, Let's try to pull. Get final judgment on whether or not they're allowed in line at the at the coom fair. The video you sent of Ron, <laughs> of you asking her, 
It's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Holy shit. Yeah, it's it's a done deal. Now I just have to figure out if I'm actually going to do it or not. Because <laughs> immediately afterwards, I'm like, oh, I could just buy it myself. And then I'm like, but she could just buy it for me, too. Like, if I just just bite the pillow for a minute, everything will be okay. Well, the thing is, like, usually it's over when someone finishes. But with her, it's just me when she gets bored. So... <laughs> <laughs> so you're in trouble. <laughs> I am. I am. Because she's like, she's gonna like get her money's worth if she spends eight hundred dollars. That's a lot of money. Gonna put some yeah. miles on that b-hole. <laughs> Derek, where can everybody find you at? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Doctor Gloom MD, which is D R G L O O M M D. Doctor Gloom MD. Scott, how about you? Uh, you can't find me anywhere. I, I don't exist outside of this podcast anymore. I am. I am very much like Batman in that I am the knight. Yeah, he's deep faked. <laughs> yeah. Just all the time. Are, all are the time. you also vengeance or just Yeah, you guys they, like Chris and Derek found a picture of a a sweatier guy than I am and it's him deep faked over my face. A <laughs> sweatier guy. He looks just like me, but he sweats a little bit more than I do. <laughs> uh, my name is Chris. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter. At TCN place, uh, I will certainly post, probably, certainly probably post the video of me, uh, likely crying or at least covering my mouth in pure joy at the first sight of Ahsoka on those handles. Uh, this has been the cynical nerd. Thanks for tuning in once again. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. And with that, have a good one. Well, we got to rate it. Hang on, we got to rate it. We didn't. We didn't. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's my only real job as host. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, Derek, what's your rating? Uh, four graying bushes out of five. <laughs> Scott, how about you? Um, I'm going to go first then. I'm going to steal it just okay. in case you think of it. Okay. I'm going to go uh, four out of five Gina Carano veiny necks. Oh, damn, that's a good one. <laughs> Gina Carano neck, neck veins. I'm embarrassed about mine now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go four out of five times that I genuinely mispronounced her last name and didn't give a fuck because she's a worthless piece of shit. <laughs> But for real, she's a giant piece of shit. Yeah, and with yeah. that, we thank you for hanging out. Have a good night, we guys. We think her butt smells like... <laughs>